Hey, thanks for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about Apex Legends is actually seemingly taking players from Call of Duty, including some of the biggest streamers who were playing a lot of Call of Duty up until just a few days ago. If you're looking for that segment, there'll be a timestamp in the description below, as well as timestamps for our other segments. This is a live stream. We do a safer work live stream Monday through Friday, covering variety gaming news subjects. And the lead topic today is Call of Duty losing to Apex Legends. We also have a server update for Splitgate. A lot of things going on with that game, both during last week and over the weekend. We wanted to report on that because we've had such a good time with it. We're glad to see them finally getting their server queue times down. We can tell you exactly what that looks like as well as they're still seemingly wanting to launch this month in August. Apex Legends is going to see a Seer nerf. Apex Legends is kind of on the docket twice today. Seer only recently added to the game for Apex Legends Season 10, but they have indicated in their next update, Seer will get a nerf, and we'll talk about what that means for the brand new character. If you want to submit your questions now, we do live Q&A throughout the entire stream. Get those questions submitted with the question command in chat. You can also do that in the Discord the night before. So those of you that hang out in the Discord, you can kind of jump in line. Now, if you missed last Friday, it was actually a pretty full day. We did quite a bit of, uh, of discussions. Now, before that, we did our Back for Blood uh, stream. And that was sort of my thoughts. That also has a 30-minute video that went up on the gaming channel. And we used that as kind of a way to say, hey, here is the gameplay. Here's kind of the first 30 minutes. So if I'm in in this scene, oh, wow. If I'm in this scene, we have both the layout for last Friday as well as the morning show. And the reason we do that is we want to show you kind of like what's coming up for the day. And then I kind of show you here in this scene, hey, here's what we did last Friday. So if you missed the Back for Blood stuff, that was actually Thursday. But then on Friday, we discussed Splitgate versus Destiny. Along with Halo, we said, look, we really, really think both Splitgate gameplay and Halo gameplay have the potential to pull a lot of Destiny PvP players away. We'll be obviously monitoring the player base numbers for Destiny's Crucible when Halo Infinite finally lands. And will they be able to do enough in Witch Queen to bring a lot of players back. My main contention was that a lot of the player base has been looking for an arena shooter, and Destiny doesn't necessarily offer a very pure or tight arena shooter game. It is more space magic, power fantasy, RPG, and I also think the peer-to-peer is going to play a huge role. If you get accustomed to dedicated servers, the response time, the you know the bullet registration, and, and just the, the, the flow of combat feels, I think, much better on dedicated servers so if you ever come back behind and you see these streams two things i want to point out they do now say include paid promotion that has nothing to do with the topics or the games i'm playing that is only because we have contracts that are paying for placement within the stream now and we are supposed to let you know that so that's good news it means i've had some of my contracts updated uh, with some of our sponsors but we do have to put that right there on the screen for you now if you ever miss the entire episode you can scroll down here to the description and at the bottom of the description is the various timestamps we also covered activision cheat takedown they took down quick aim another i'm sorry crazy aim they took down another 
cheat provider, which is obviously related to today's subject. Call of Duty is losing a lot of players and streamers because the cheating is just so bad. Will, will Apex even be able to offer them a safe haven from that? We continued from Friday as well on Friday with more Dark Souls 3. Little two and a half hour long stream there. And it did better than the previous week. So we're enjoying seeing some momentum with From Friday. We have heard the recommendation on an episode number and a playlist. For those of you that are trying to kind of watch them in order, we will be sure to go back and do that to those episodes and then just tack that on to the end. You know, however many we've done now. I think we've done three or four. So if you want to watch them in order, we'll make that a little bit easier for the folks that are trying to do that. Later today, we'll be playing Ghost of Tsushima in anticipation of the director's cut this month, as well as September when they add rivals and do some other updates. Legends has got some stuff that we recently covered, looking very, very promising. But today, Call of Duty Cheaters and Apex Legends Season 10 players in- increase. We're seeing a direct correlation there. I'm going to run down the stats on why this could be the beginning of a decline for Call of Duty. Now, that doesn't mean Call of Duty's in trouble. It's still, um, like, just insanely popular. But sometimes, you know, the sands can shift. As we talked about with Destiny's PvP, you can't be king forever. Eventually, somebody comes in and does what you're doing better. H1Z1 got outdone by PUBG. PUBG got dethroned by Fortnite. And that can continue to happen depending on... Who has the game that either feels the best or is the most fun or has the best features? Sometimes it really comes down to just optimization. And I think cheaters are kind of a part of that. Is the experience going to be enjoyable? Are you going to be able to have a good time? And I think a lot of people are concluding that Call of Duty is just not worth their trouble right now so anytime you come to the main page the main channel you can see all the previous episodes of SMTR presents and then right below that is all of our gameplay we've really appreciated you guys supporting the gameplay as well as supporting the gaming and the shorts channel the gaming channel is perfect right now for really really quick short 30 minute videos for you to get to sample a game. I don't have one for you today. I didn't get a chance over the weekend to record something. So today, it's just the morning talk show, and then we will switch over to the Ghost of Tsushima gameplay. If you missed it on Friday night, me and Hilly played more Dead Space 3. We'd love to see a larger turnout for Friday nights over on gaming, so make sure if 8 p.m. Eastern on Friday nights is a good time slot for you, make sure you're subscribed to SNTR Gaming, and then make sure you have those reminders set whenever I schedule the stream on Friday night. We scheduled around 7.30 or so, about a half an hour before we go live, just to let you guys get that heads up, so that way you can go set the reminder. Also, SNTR Shorts continues to hum towards 5,000 subscribers, and we thank you to everybody who's been supporting this channel. It is literally the little four-minute recordings I do during this stream. If that's easier for you, or if there's folks you know that follow video game news, refer them to SNTR Shorts as a really, really great constant flow of gaming news in short snippets. Sometimes going back through the entire four-hour broadcast is just not as easy, and so we're, we're excited about how well that channel has been doing. So, a full table today of great topics, though. I mean, a lot of people here play Apex, Call of Duty, and a lot of people have been checking out Splitgate at my recommendation. Be sure to use the Splitgate command if you want to use my referral code. I've not logged in to see how many referrals I've actually gotten. I know a lot of people 
are booting uh, are booting up the game uh, at my recommendation because I think it really really has something special. So we will continue to try to think of ways we can use games like Splitgate and Halo Infinite once it's here, as well as Battlefield 2042. I know they have been doing community game night in the Discord on Saturday nights, so make sure you're around for that. If there's games that you want to play, you can get in there as a member, maybe start to make suggestions, or just find people to play with. There's LFG, there's rooms to connect, and places to share pictures, and anything else you might want to do as a paying member and that is one of the ways that you can support the channel and we we try to we try to let this just down here do that job uh you know get your coffee orders in my wife says she wants three orders a day so get jumping on that use the coffee command remind people in chat that we are selling the rageless roast the the dark roast might be able to get shipped a little bit earlier they might have let us jump in line so we're hoping that we can start to let you order dark roast very very soon wearing glasses from blue block so use the glasses command to let people know throughout the day if they're like hey what's up with the glasses i have non-tinted i have yellow tinted and red and we we kind of rotate those throughout the week Wearing another great 80s tees, a classic Transformers. You can use the shirt command. Last month was really light for YouTube. It was light for 80s tees, code usages, and all that. So make sure when you're checking out to get that 30% off over there, use code LONO at 80s tees. Uh, and the join command and the join button. And I had a great call with YouTube last week. I can't tell you anything about what was on the call, but I'm feeling pretty encouraged and excited. Hopefully they can start to roll out some new features for us for you guys to enjoy as well as us as content creators. And I would love to be on more of those calls. It was a really, really, it was great. I love being a part of those conversations. I've been in the business for a long time, so it's enjoyable to kind of see behind the curtain just a little bit. So if you're here right now, that's one of the best ways to support the channel. Be here right when the stream goes live. I do a little intro just to set the table so that you're not just sitting here listening to music. Smash like, get the chat humming. We'll have a poll as well just to kind of, you know, see, hey, are have you switched from Call of Duty to Apex? How are you feeling right now? Do you feel like this is an actual issue going on? We'll have a poll that kind of centers around the main topic as always smashing like for that first 100 like milestones shoot for 200 if we already have 100 and i will be live on the mic in just a second to say good morning to you all right i'll see you in just a second good morning good afternoon and good evening happy monday to you about as happy as you can make it we're gonna try to make your day a little bit better with discussions and topics and video game news appreciate you guys supporting the stream so so much it's good to see a strong turnout and we we hope that with the different topic suggestions that we've been making that you've been paying attention to the discord that you have been paying attention uh just to the sub feed they don't hit the channel until the morning of we usually schedule now streams we're scheduling them a little bit before we go live that's better for us and we hope that that is better for you but i still give you a heads up in the discord about what is coming if you're wanting to submit questions or whether or not you're planning on being here and the discord is available there with that uh with that information the night before so let's get a poll going. Obviously, this morning the topic is uh, what in the world? Did I just submit a poll with no questions? Is that even possible? 
Uh, hang on a second. There we go. I was like, it like it, I hit the ask community button. Yes, it's literally a poll with no questions. Hang on. <laughs> I did not know you were able to do that. Uh, my chat box lagged. My chat box. Yes, thank you. We got we got <laughs> three people voted yes in a poll with no question. We appreciate that positivity. We appreciate your <laughs> your willingness to just say yes, yes. I will vote yes in a poll about nothing. <laughs> that is hilarious. Uh, do you think? Call of Duty cheating is driving players away uh, to Apex. Like, do you guys actually think this is happening? Do you think this is real? You know, it could be a lot of PR. could be a lot of, like, streamers just going for drama. Like, whatever you guys think. Let us know by voting in the poll and then saying, saying your thoughts in chat. Yo, what's good, Feed? I see you in the chat. Uh, appreciate you being here. What if that messes up any metrics? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. We'll just do a daily poll, yes or no. How you, you know, what do you guys think? Yes or no. And then, uh, <laughs> and then just let people say, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling yes today. I'm feeling yes. I'm feeling no. You know, it's Monday though. I'm surprised that we didn't just immediately get no votes. Like typically that's what I would expect. You know, it's Monday. You're grumbling. You're tired. You stubbed your toe this morning. You know, no, but three people were immediately saying yes. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. Do you think that the only reason Call of Duty is dying is because of cheaters or is it also that they don't? pump out new content at all yet apex has come out with a new season it's a bit of a perfect storm jar of jam i i do think season 10 in apex is obviously helping right i i do i I think it's helping people are like hey there's new things to go over and check out right but but i also think it's the cheating man i I think cheating is playing a huge role Uh, according to what i checked okay according to what i checked In the last 30 days, Call of Duty has seen a reduction of 370,000 players. Now, for them, that's not that worrying, okay? That's not that worrying. 370,000 for them is a drop in the bucket, right? But when you see just on the Steam charts alone, just on the Steam charts alone, you see a um, a 6% increase for Apex. Now keep in mind that's just Steam. That's not all of the others, okay? So I I, I would say that that one is affecting the other. Yes, it's a bit of a perfect storm for Call of Duty as well as Apex. Um do you think the controversy is having an effect as well? Yeah, I do. I I, I think that the, the 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 Activision law the Blizzard Activision lawsuit, a lot of people are getting confused and thinking that well, that's Activision, right? You know, and that's Call of Duty, and they're they're boy, you know, they're boycotting or whatever. What's the ceiling for Splitgate standalone and versus the competition? I'm not sure what you mean. Six percent isn't much, yeah, but that's just on Steam. So if you get a six percent increase on Steam, what if they got a six percent on every platform? I mean, that adds up, right? You get a 6% player bump on Steam as well as what about Xbox? What about PlayStation? Right? I don't can you install it through the Epic Launcher? I'm not sure if you can or not. I mean, one platform seeing a 6% increase is 
I would I would say pretty good. And that was only in the last 30 days. Now you got to understand something. That's just the last 30 days. The season's only been live for a week. So you got to let you got to think there's 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 3 weeks in that 30-day window that's not helping Apex. If you get a full 30-day window that starts at the beginning of season 10 and goes out from there, it'll be a better picture of what their player increase looks like. Cuz in the last 30 days you got to think there were three weeks leading up to the season that were probably pretty weak. Usually leading up to a new season, numbers typically, typically go down. So we'll have to wait and see. It, it's an ongoing thing with Apex because there's not a good site to check their numbers. Uh, it's on Origin. I moved from Origin to Steam because Origin was rubbish in comparison. Yeah, Origin's pretty bad. I remember Origin. I'm having to use Origin for Anthem. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is awful. I couldn't believe how bad the launcher was. So if you guys are just tuning in, take our poll, smash the like button. We don't have 100 likes yet. You guys are slacking. Come on now. Now you owe me 200, all right? That, that, you know, now you owe me 200 push-ups instead of just 100. Uh, we appreciate you guys being here this morning. Um, I think it's been built up for a while, says Zeno. No content, a reskin Verdansk. No communication from the devs, no anti-cheat, not a word about anti-cheat, not to mention the frat boy behavior, there's a lot to it. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 unfortunately, for people that probably would love to just keep playing Call of Duty every single day, it seems like that's just not, uh, that's not a feasible thing to do unless you just are, you know, happy to play against cheaters, you know, um, Sorry, I'm late. Only just got the alert from YouTube. Well, I'd rather it come out a little delayed than not at all. So 17 minutes into the stream, I'll take that if alerts are going out, you know, a little staggered. Uh, 200 push-ups actually at the gym right now. We'll do it for you. There you go. Watching this week's from Friday and last week, it's insane how much you improved since the Crystal Sage section. Yeah, we had somebody we had somebody in the comments, his name is Donut, and he said that man, he was like, You have progressed so much. He was like, I don't think you realize how how well you're playing this game. He was like, You don't have a frame of reference. He's like, but you're actually doing exceptional at this game. He's like, You should stop doing the whole oh, I'm gonna go back for one upgrade. He basically told me to stop doing that. He was like you don't need to do that. He's like, souls are going to start falling in your lap. He's like, you just need to kind of press on. Many players like myself have left Warzone due to the introduction of Cold War weapons and Red Doors. Cold War influence was a big factor in me playing less as well as cheaters. Did you like Back for Blood? I liked Back for Blood until the very end of the mission where we failed. And I was like, really? Did we have to do the classic, like, I can't run very fast? you know intense moment we had 60 seconds you know to get to the to the exit and we just you can't move very fast i've never enjoyed that in zombie games it always rubs me the wrong way it's like why do i have cement you know wet cement in my veins but for the most part i would say about 75 percent of what i experienced was was good enough it was like okay this could be fun with some boys, you know, with some boys, with get, you know, get the boys, get the girls together for a Friday night gaming sesh and just laugh and shoot zombies. 
outside of that I, I don't I don't see much there I wonder and worry if it's too complicated also it's like what is all this it seems really really elaborate which I'm sure will be great for the people that really dive in and figure it all out um, yeah but but it, it it seemed good enough it didn't seem bad but it also didn't seem to like it wasn't blowing my mind either you know yo it's good fet 44. Also, Lono, can you take into consideration that some of the most popular Warzone players are shifting over to Apex? Don't you think that's also enthusing people who love these creators to shift? That's the reason we're doing this story, Jar of Jam, is because you got Courage, you got Nikki Merckx, you got Dr. Disrespect, you got Cloaksy, you got all these guys being like, dude, no, we're going to go play Apex, you know? You're slow when being attacked and you have a stamina bar. I never felt particularly fast, Eugene. It might have been that that the space wasn't that large. Everywhere we were felt pretty set-piece small, which maybe that's why they don't give you tons of speed. I don't know. I didn't dislike it. I didn't come out of my skin for it. I think it's going to deliver what folks are going to want from it. Friday night gaming session with the you know with your buds shooting zombies you know and there's elaborate depth of building and leveling in there with cards and stuff if you really want to get into it I'm sure the PvP will also be something that draws a lot of people you know what I mean oh even Tifu played Apex this weekend yeah yo it's good Nightshade all of the other comparable games to Back for Blood are half the price. Left for Dead, Payday, Vermintide, Killing Floor, ETC. That's without any DLC. Maddie Jarvis with a five-spot tip through Super Chat. As someone who's played Warzone daily, honestly, it's a mix of stale meta, cheaters, and aggressive skill-based matchmaking. Don't want to play every match like a scrim. What do you guys think of what Maddie Jarvis just said in Super Chat? Maddie's saying it's it's more than just cheating. It, it's it, skill-based matchmaking is a part of the equation here. It, you know, every match feeling like a scrimmage is not why he wants to play Call of Duty. I mean, you guys are obviously voting on the poll. If you guys want to vote on the poll, do you think Call of Duty cheating is driving players away to Apex? Seems to be that the you know the audience thinks that is that is a a factor it's not the only factor but it certainly is a factor apex has skill-based matchmaking yeah it does so maybe it's just that the grass is green right now right they're over in apex skill-based matchmaking hasn't ruined their lunch yet and they're enjoying those early games and then in a week they're going to be in skill-based matchmaking land and they're going to hate it you know sweat fest it's why i quit long ago they can't even fix a rose skin. Public Apex is skill-based matchmaking. Yes, Sigmund, it's commonly complained about. They have ranked and unranked, and unranked has skill-based matchmaking, which is doesn't make any sense at all. It's like, hey, you just left this, the the playlist that's supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about basing it off of skill, hence why it's called ranked. And when you leave and you go to unranked, there's skill-based matchmaking waiting for you. And a lot of people complain about that in Apex. You get far enough along and it turns into a similar equation of just sweat, 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 sweat every game. Other devs are being transparent about the skill-based matchmaking in their games. Yeah, I mean, wait, wait. (laughs) unlike Destiny where they get caught, they're like, oops, yeah, we re-added it six months ago. Yeah, it's in there. Fortnite Fortnite wasn't being super honest about it either. They kept it kind of quiet for a while, and people started calling them out. They're like, there's clearly something going on where 
with with a game that popular, there's no way you're consistently running into people that are always, you know, at or above your skill level. Oh, my questions aren't bothering you. Do you think the mobility and the weapons feel more like a better battle royale in Apex than using meta loadouts cons- uh, constantly, consistently, and slow mobility in Warzone? No, your questions don't bother me. If you're a paying member, you can submit questions. They'll show up on a question form. We'll, we'll switch to that once I have enough questions. Uh, if you guys are new and enjoying the show, smash the like button. If you want to talk in my chat, you got to be a subscriber, but that is free. I am a safe-for-work broadcaster. Monday through Friday, I'm here hanging out. So if you're enjoying the show, do all those things to support the channel. Um, yeah, Jar of Jam, I've not played enough, but I will say this. I will say this. When I played Call of Duty Warzone, I played Plunder. I did feel like it was very much everybody running sweat loadouts and just melting. Now, there's no real fix for that, okay? There, 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 there's no real fix for that. I do know that when you play a game like Apex, it's a little bit different because you're able to use your abilities and your team synergy and you're able to try, you can try to mitigate what you might feel like maybe there's a really annoying meta, really annoying gun, whatever the case may be, okay? And if that, if that's, if that's the case, then certainly that would put Apex in a category of maybe a little bit more, it's adaptable, it's adaptable, right? Right, you can adapt to the, to what might be frustrating you. I mean, to the point that there, people are already call, calling for a seer nerf, a nerf on, on, the, on the new character in Apex Legends Season 10, the new Legend Seer. They're already saying, yeah, we're, we're likely going to have to nerf that guy, okay? And, and, to, and to an extent, that makes sense, right? They, you know, they just, they just put him in the game. They just put him in the game, and apparently, you know, there's some things in there that are, they're thinking are a little too strong. But I would imagine, I would imagine that that's one of the ways that Apex minimizes this feeling of like, oh man, you gotta run meta weapons. If you don't have meta weapons, you're you're done. You're done for. Okay. You don't have a whole lot of options for that in Call of Duty. Call of Duty is find the best guns, run the best guns, and that's that's generally how you're gonna win. I mean that that's it's it's a that's it. It's a race to the floor. The TTK. Like, you gotta kill people as fast as you possibly can. Sorry if I was late and you already went over this, but are you doing something in the studio? Saw your tweet the other day? I am, and I can't show you it yet. It's about 75% done, and we will be hopefully able to completely change everything this week. The layout of the stream, the the, the studio space, we're, we're, we're ditching the green screen. It's gonna be very, very nice can't see any of it behind me because the Elgato green screen's hiding uh, it's hiding it so uh, we are uh, we're very excited it's just it's taking some time I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you something the lighting is different it, it's a little bit different I've just moved the lights I've changed settings on the camera so I probably look a little bit different with with lighting let me tell you something about streaming. Every single time you try to do anything, it is it's a freaking nightmare and takes way longer than you would anticipate. Oh my gosh. I was like, "Oh, this won't take too long." And just a simple lighting job turns into like 
my wife and I experimenting with like, okay, we get it on the wall, we get the camera going, we move something, we, ch- oh my gosh, it took forever, but it looks really, really good, so it was worth it. Mipsy with the five spot, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, thank you for the $5 tip through Super Chat, greatly appreciate it. Can we hit 200 likes yet? I bet you we can, already 300 and some odd people here, man, smash that like button. And take my poll in the chat about the cheating in Call of Duty. Do you think it's driving people to Apex Legends? We would love to hear from you. King Salty says, Lono, I play Apex a lot. Like, very much. The skill-based matchmaking is absolute dog S. If you have the audacity to win a match, you will immediately be put into lobbies with living entities of sweat. Yo, what's good, old soul? Yeah, and the, the skill-based matchmaking debate always, always boils down into the same cliches, right? It's It always boils down into the same cliches. If you're even reasonably good at the game, you're told that you just want to pub stomp, you just want to stomp on noobs, which is not true. I don't want to, like, if you put me in servers full of potatoes, it would be funny for about an hour, and then it would be like, well, this is dumb. I'm literally just shooting people that are clueless. It'd be like fighting bots, right? Like the Halo Infinite technical test, you were fighting bots. And everybody knew they were like, okay, this is fun. And the bots got pretty good, but eventually you want to fight against real people, you know? And, you know, you you don't want to just beat up noobs every day. People that don't like skill-based matchmaking are not looking for easy landslide victories all day long. They just don't want to feel like they're qualifying in some tournament that they were unaware of. Do you remember that in Fortnite? When you'd go to play squads and people would be like, yo, you don't want to play squads right now. Qualifiers are going on. And you're like, oh my gosh, no, let's go play duos. Like, you would leave the playlist where the qualifying was going on because you knew the caliber of players that were going to be hanging out in the playlist, right? Radical says... I agree with that. I'm above average, but nowhere near the level of people I get put with after winning a game. Right, because here's the thing with Battle Royale. If you're slightly above average and you get a win, you, for a brief moment, are in an elite class of players, okay? That's just that's just the truth. There are so many people, so many people that boot up Apex and Fortnite and Call of Duty every day, and they will never, ever win. Never. They're terrible, all right? They're, they're shooting the ground. You know, they're shooting the buildings. That's, that, that's, that's the player base. There's lots of people in the player base like that. So the minute you win, you're... They think, oh, we got a rock star on our hands. It's wild to hear back in the day in Fortnite in the same sentence. It's been a couple years if you think about it, you know. 2017. Frontiers. No Man's Sky just tweeted about something called six minutes ago. Frontiers. Uh, so it's got Foundations, Pathfinder, Atlas Rises, Next Abyss, Visions. Oh, oh, oh. Prisms. And now we're on to Frontiers. What the frick is Frontiers? Oh, it's like a documentary video. It's super long. It's like a it's like a it's like a two and a half minute Frontiers is coming soon. No Man's Sky Frontiers. It's literally a teaser trailer. So we'll have to wait and see what that is. 
I feel attacked. I'm not trying to be mean, right? I'm not trying to be mean, but you know this is true. It's the it's it's the laws of averages, right? The average person going into a battle royale is never taken home a W. Tons, tons of people are booting up and playing and never getting the dub. Ever. A $10 tip from a man Fett. Didn't realize how much this was part of my daily routine until I couldn't be here for the last three weeks. You really do have a special recipe. I appreciate that, Fett. Thank you. That's very that's very kind of you to say. If you guys are paying members and you want to submit your questions, submit your questions. Uh, if you prefer that over using the chat. Uh, we only have like one question in the queue right now, so the, it's wide open for you. Jar of Jam says, Do you think that Apex was successful at creating a new mode, Arenas? Whilst Warzone creates a new mode, it feels almost like the same throughout the whole game. I actually think Plunder is one of the smartest things they've come up with. Right? That's what I think. I think I think that uh, the the ability to just boot up and play Plunder and not have to worry about that. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I thought that was a really, really great mode to just be like, hey, let's go play and it doesn't matter if we die right away and we can go to other parts of the map. I think Plunder is one of the best things they could have come up with to make the battle royale a little bit more palatable you know i think the issue you're always going to run into is that a meta settles and it gets sweaty and how do you what do you do to keep that from happening i don't know i mean they they do skill-based matchmaking for this reason that's why games like plunder exist they want people you know they want people to do that they want people to just jump in and feel that like they can just jump in and play laid back and it's hard to do that if they feel like they're going to have to go against better players speaking of cheaters there was a cheater streaming to 500 people yesterday in destiny 2 and they didn't get banned from destiny 2 or purple oh you can't you, you it's you i'm so shocked i'm so shocked and surprised that the purple platform and bungie are inconsistent with their ban enforcement and tos uh, they're showing fan reactions to the other No Man's Sky expansions. The trailer will probably be dropping soon. Okay. I'll win a solo game of Warzone pretty casually, and then I'll go at least 10 to 20 matches of pure sweat. That's exactly the problem, is if you were average to slightly above average, you can bag a win every once in a while. Every once in a while, you can bag a win. And when you do... That's it, dude. You're that you're you're done. It 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 happened. Actually, you don't even need to win, because I remember playing with my brother and my nephews, and we got a couple second places. And man, it got a whole lot harder in Fortnite. I mean, it got really hard. And it's hard not to put up really good stats. You land and can kill like seven bots before you leave your landing town. And then if you if, if, if skill-based matchmaking hasn't kicked in yet, you're playing just absolute potatoes. And then you win, and the, game, and the game's like, oh, wow, look at your kills, look at your stats. And you get bumped up into, a, into a, a bracket that you have just no business being in. I heard recently about a dude who dresses Guardian up in a way, and he did the salute in the game, and he got banned. What a scumbag. Yeah, I saw that. I was honestly surprised that they decided to do that because he didn't use a name. He didn't change his username or anything. Like, obviously, he's a 
sorry mama obviously he's a he's a he's a bad person but like i was actually surprised they did that i was like oh so just the right combination of an outfit you know the intention of the player you say oh that's enough to ban now it's not even a username Yeah, wow, you destroyed those bots. You're ready for the All-Stars now. Good morning, Big Mad Mo. How are you? Hellblade has an upgrade on Xbox? What kind of an upgrade? Like FPS boost or something? Too high of a KD and you get put into hard lobbies. You get a win with two kills and you get hard lobbies. That's right. Yep. You can skip the No Man's Sky video as there isn't anything other than announcing No Man's Sky Frontiers. Right, I hope No Man's Sky Frontiers is the beginning of them regularly launching those seasons. Those expeditions were great, you know? It was something to check out every time there was a new one. I don't have any more info on other than that he did, he got banned and claimed he was just joking, but I don't know. <clears throat> I think there's better things to joke about. I think sometimes, though we I don't know I don't know what I think about that rad I know it's more personal for you than for me so that it's 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 in my efforts to empathize I also am kind of like we go th- we go through this every year don't we with like Halloween and like stand-up comedy and like where's the line you know and that's a debate that's ongoing and I don't know. I feel like the people that are winning that debate are not people that I want to side with. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm the I'm of the same notion. Like, ah, come on, that's in bad taste, man. Quit being an idiot. Do stop that. You know, that's mean or unkind. Like, I I can get a little scoldy, but to go so far as like, yeah, he needs to be permanently banned from the game for doing that, or you know, people need to be canceled for jokes they've made about that that historical situation I'm just kind of like no I don't agree with that I don't agree with canceling people for that I, I don't I don't I don't think that that's the appropriate way to to have this conversation see what I'm saying like it's it's hard it's hard to agree with you in being in being in having indignation about it or being frustrated by it or whatever your emotional state is if I align with you and say this is my friend and I'm taking up and saying, yeah, this is this. You just crossed a line, sir. The problem is, is we're very quickly in the same camp as people that I think are scum of the earth and worse than the guy that put the outfit on. Do you know what I'm saying? I think the people that are like so ravenously anxious to hurt, harm, and cancel people, I actually think they're worse than the dumb kid who makes an insensitive joke. <laughs> like the grand irony is he's like a flea, you know what I mean? And I don't want to align with the true monsters, if that makes sense. Like in the grand scheme of like what's bad, wrong, and what can be done about culture and you know, the, the right and the wrong and the morality discussions, right? In that grand scheme of things, that guy is nothing. He's just some dumb kid, you know? But it's a perfect time. It's a perfect, you know, it's a perfect opportunity for people to, like, act like he just, you know, he just clubbed a baby seal on national television while, you know, lighting a village on fire or something, you know? <clears throat> 
I don't know. Yo, R Squared renewing their membership. Welcome back, R Squared. I appreciate that very, very much. Enjoy your blue badge. Who was it? What did he do? So he dressed up uh, his character in Destiny. I, I'm not going to say the word, but there are really bad people that did something a long time ago, and their country would be the country of Germany, okay? And those really bad people are historically the bar of evil that we we use. We're like, well, that's the bar of evil. And rightfully so, right? There's, there's other dictators that might have, you know, competed as well, and you would list those people and say, these are some of the worst people in history. Well... This is commonly a debate. Can you dress up like a famous, horrible, infamous dictator for Halloween? Is that appropriate? Can you tell jokes about those things? Can you tell jokes about those historical events? And most of the people that would say, no, uh, you cannot, I worry, are just overly sensitive, power-grabbing, brittle spirits that just want to hurt and harm others, and they, ironically enough, are worse than the stand-up comedian or the idiot who did this in Destiny, right? He dressed his character up like one of those people and did, like, a salute. And obviously, you know, younger people do things for attention, um... If you've ever been around kids, they'll say the worst word that they know to try to get a reaction. Like, if your kid thinks that the worst word they know is poopy, they will say it when they're angry, or they will say it to try to get a rise, or try to, you know, try to get attention from you as their parents, or their friends, or whatever. And I remember being in middle school, and kids were doing that. They started learning swear words, right? And, um, this is one of those situations where it's like, we have gotten to the point where that's all it takes is somebody makes a joke about a certain thing and then that's it you just bring down the hammer on them so I'm like I don't know he's probably some 15 year old kid who thought it would be funny and he like took a picture told his friends and ha ha he 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 and then the community managers and everybody gets to get a you know has to get involved and ban him or whatever and I'm like now again we're in a situation where you've turned something that in the grand scheme of things is like that's just dumb like you know what I mean I don't know I've been in some people's streams of the game and they've made worse jokes or reference some of them were the cancelers that's the general problem with that approach to life is that if if you abide by their rules you're on you're you're on the okay list so you can say incredibly disgusting and perverted things but then they'll be like well that's my friend so that's the get out of jail free card right you see what i'm saying so i i don't know i it's another instance where it's like well there's just another giant overreaction i mean I, you know it's there are opportunities to have conversations about why that kind of a joke might be upsetting for people and why that's something that we would strongly discourage or what, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Sure. A bunch of your stuff has disappeared from there. It might just be for me. Want to be sure we are working on an audio solution. I am so sorry. I haven't drawn enough attention to it. There hasn't been an episode uploaded in a while. Um, SNTR presents 
got an upload on what is happening oh yeah a bunch of stuff did disappear hang on sort all episodes newest to oldest I don't know creatures doing something cause yeah a bunch of episodes have disappeared all the way back to January of 2019 the frick has happened um well we'll hope that he can fix that cause he he went in and changed everything I didn't realize that that was gonna be the effect we've changed like podcast distributors before and that's not happened so I'm not actually sure why that is the result (laughs) um um the dude Kubo's final arc in the manga Bleach he dressed the characters and the villains as that group of people received some outcry and but the dude got praise for the design June 29th is the last episode I don't know what that is I think there's processing yeah I mean I just checked Creature and it's telling me the most recent episode is from January of 2019 which that doesn't even make any sense I don't know why it would remove the episodes when I switched from simple cast to anchor, we didn't have that. Never happened. The, the episodes just stayed there, and we just started. It, it imported everything into anchor, and then we just started uploading from anchor. So I'm not sure what what button you pressed, but that shouldn't have happened. That's not how that's supposed to work. When you when you switch uh, podcast distribution, it's not supposed to do it that way. It's supposed to keep everything intact. This is the opposite. We've we've lost two years of of episodes. For, I'm hoping temporarily um, TJ Rage with a $5 tip peace and, peace and blessings brother I returned to Apex this weekend and had a blast deleted Call of Duty and got my 300 gigs back on my Xbox life is good things are importing still right now well hopefully it goes faster than 4 days you did it like 3 or 4 days ago didn't you it, it shouldn't be taking that long I wouldn't I wouldn't think it would take that long. When I upload episodes, it processes and, you know, each episode takes, you know, what, a handful of minutes, five minutes, maybe ten. It's had more than enough time in my mind. Maybe not. If you make a lot of these jokes and you're dressing up your characters in a video game as this type of person to joke around, I'm probably going to permaband our friendship. I'm not a sensitive person at all, but when are these types of jokes funny? See, and this is where you need to have a deeper philosophical discussion about what humor is supposed to do. Ricky Gervais makes a joke in his episode of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. He makes a joke about people in a camp. And he makes the joke. And it's funny. And he laughs and Jerry laughs. Why is he allowed to do that? I guess he's earned the right as a comedian to cross that line? Like, what? Do you see what I'm saying? Humor and telling jokes as a concept doesn't actually understand what you're saying like if you you know what I'm saying so should Ricky Gervais be cancelled you know like he made a joke it was actually pretty funny and Jerry Jerry Seinfeld laughed now that does that mean it was okay or acceptable I don't know who gets to determine what's what's okay or acceptable on the grounds of comedy on the grounds of cultural indignation like who gets to determine that you because you're from there or you because of your heritage who gets to deter- who gets to determine that you get to do that you get to tell a comedian what they can and cannot say a writer what the kind of book or the kind of movie or whatever do you see like 
where's the line and who gets to draw it is the giant question anytime this comes up for me I'm not going to sit here and defend certain types of jokes and humor I'm zooming out and asking the bigger question who gets to draw the line who and where do you put it and because it's 2021 we're putting the line in very different places than they did in as someone has referenced Mel Brooks right somebody has noted somebody has mentioned a very a very famous comedian and writer I mean they they didn't have these lines back then they had lines they did but not the lines we have now 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 that that now now that's a problem but some people just get to a place where I guess they're just allowed like you, you got guys like Jimmy Carr you got guys like Ricky Gervais and they cross the line and, P- and oh, you got Dave Chappelle Dave Chappelle's like I'm not cancelled yet he's like who knows who knows what'll happen in 10 years suddenly people decide that that wasn't okay and I lose endorsements or I lose opportunities like Kevin Hart did you know so that's that's the point that's the point is where where do you draw the line and, and who allowed you to draw it like why are, why is that the is that all you need like so if I go if I if I if I go to another country and they're making jokes about white American men am I allowed to say no hang on just a minute that's very disrespectful to me and makes me feel you're not allowed to say that because that's that's me and where I'm from is that all you need like you just need to be that that group and then you're allowed to say uh-uh no you're not allowed to make those jokes I'm asking the question, like, who gets to determine it? Who? And then, when you are determining it, how do you determine where you put the line? Because is Ricky Gervais jokes, is his joke funny? But this kid dressing his character up in a video game isn't funny? Well, now you got a severe problem on your hands. Why is one allowed and not the other? How do you determine? Right? I would say that Gervais is telling a joke... Not that I can only assume is mimicking the history. There's a rather large difference between a joke and dressing up as mimicking the figure. But but, but again, why why would one be wrong and the other not be? Now, if you want to say this guy dresses up like this, goes out into the town and tells people that he supports these beliefs, now we're having a completely different conversation. We're having a conversation about belief and he is you would say this guy is out here evangelizing for hate and awful things we disagree with that and we're going to speak out against his claims his truth claims that he's making right somebody putting on an outfit for Halloween or making a joke in their stand up act or making a joke at the bar or in this case dressing up their character in a certain way I'm not defending what the kid did, by the way. I'm just posing questions here. That's all I'm saying is, how do you determine what's right and wrong? And at what point do you say, this is in a special category and is automatically offensive. This is not in a special category. This comedian, person, joke, whatever, gets a pass, right? I mean, my family had this happen to them. I got to be careful with what I say out loud, Rad. So I'll probably ask both of them to stop invalidating the situation and show them how it still continues to cause problems for the groups directly affected. 
And then you would have to argue how it invalidates. I, th- I think that's the biggest challenge. Joking about it is not invalidating by default. Joking about it acknowledges that it happened. And whenever you're going to joke about something serious, people do that when someone dies, right? To lighten the mood, they'll, they'll make a joke about it. And it's, it, they're not invalidating the fact that the person died in a terrible way. Like, if somebody died in a car crash, you know, and somebody's like, Yeah, well, old Ed always wanted to be a NASCAR driver. And everyone laughs, and it breaks the tension. He didn't just invalidate the fact that it's awful that this guy just died in a car crash. He's just making a joke, right? He's making a joke about how, you know, Ed loved NASCAR, you know, and he, 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 he died in a car crash. What a way to go. Good for Ed. Ha ha. Knee slapper. Light in the mood. <clears throat> but they're choosing to joke about their situation. Right. But why? Who, who gets to say whose situation it is? It's historic. It's historical. Happened to the entire, like, impacted the entire globe for the most part. Indirectly and directly, other people are affected by it. You know. The globe was affected by what happened in New York City, you know, however many years ago. And some of us more directly and less directly. Me just being an American, can I say, no, you're not allowed to joke about what happened in New York. You're not allowed to do that, right? Or do I have to have someone that actually suffered or passed away in New York? Like, who gets to determine whose situation it is? Again, I'm not arguing for position. I'm just asking. How do you determine your right to tell someone else they can't joke about something? I'm in a position to tell you, uh-uh, wrong. That's wrong. What elevated you to that position? That's the question. Ricky Gervais tells the joke, and someone would say, you, 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 can't, you can't joke about that. That's wrong. According to what? According to who? You said it affects us, you and I, differently. I'm here to educate and explain why it's harmful. And and one could say that the attempt to completely bleach the public language and bleach what people are allowed to say and not say is harmful. What's more harmful? thought police voice police joke policing or a joke like which is more harmful right now which movement is more harmful comedians making jokes about historical events or people trying to harm and hurt others in light of what they're saying or joking about like in the grand scheme of things this is why i have such a hard time taking up for your side it's like I want to take up for you because you're a friend of mine. And I'm like, I don't want to see my friend's feelings hurt or or having them be upset about something. But then I'm also like, now hang on just a minute. If I if I take up for this, I'm carrying I'm carrying a flag that I don't want to carry. I don't like what people are doing to the culture and the and the the comedic arts and I don't. I think it's awful. I think it's horrific. I think it's power play abuse is all it is. It's just a way to hurt and harm other people because you can be like, well, this joke and this tweet from 10 years ago, you know, bam, 
I'm on the other end. I was on the other end of it, so I know what it's like. So I'm like, I don't think I want to. I don't think I want to align myself with people that are like, yeah, some kid dressed his character up in a video game perma ban. Yeah, got him. And I'm like, what? Uh, why? Why is that? That's all we need to do. I'm not here to police, I'm here to educate. I can educate and let someone make their own decision. If they have the info and want to make jokes, I'm not going to stop them. And I think that's fair to say, Hey, Ricky, Ricky Gervais, when you made that joke, as someone who's attached to it very directly, I find it to be invalidating of everything that took place. And I'm sure he's actually a pretty bright guy. I'm sure he would have a response, you know? I'm sure he would have a response and he would say, I don't think it's invalidating. I'm not attempting to invalidate, right? And so, I don't know. I I would never, ever be like, yeah, it's totally fine to say those things. These people that make their clan names in the video games or their usernames offensive terms and they try to mess with people. No, that's different because you're actually going out and you are attempting to disrupt other people's experiences and offend and cause and actually degrade that person's experience in the video game. That's different than someone taking a picture and putting it on their own Twitter and being like, haha, look what I did with my character. I don't know what the kid did. If he was going around messing with people in the game, then you could argue, and he was doing, in an effort to disrupt and offend and upset other players, we're going to restrict your access to the game, right? Like, I I see those as being in different categories. People were making offensive clan names, and then they would spam invites to anybody that they ran into. Well, that's disruptive. You are attempting to disrupt harm and, and, and frustrate other users in the game, and therefore there would be consequences. That's a breach of TOS. But putting on armor and shaders to make your character look like a historical soldier that is upsetting for people... I'm like, oh man, I don't know. We're, we're getting, you, this is a kid trying to get a rise and you just gave him a permaban. Like, where's the line here, you know? And I think it's attached to a bigger subject and that's why I zoomed out and I was like, well, hey, hang on a minute. What's the difference between this kid doing it and Ricky Gervais telling a joke? Why is one okay and not the other? No one came for Gervais. Nobody came for Ricky Gervais' head or career after he made that joke, Right? Ricky base is a good example. Often the target of the joke is the person laughing. Right. The difference is the target and the subject of the joke. They are not necessarily the same. Kid won attention and they gave it to him. GG's the kid won. Well, I mean, I don't know. He didn't necessarily win. If he just thought it would be funny and he had a really long-standing account, I mean, that's a pretty big bummer, you know. Yeah, I <laughs> put in seven years with the football team tell an off-color joke in the locker room and get kicked off the team for forever, that'd be pretty, that'd be a giant bummer. It'd be like, I mean, I'm sorry. It was, I would, you know, the, the, you, you feel, you would feel, I would feel bad for a kid like that. Like, that's not the, <laughs> that's not the appropriate lesson. Yeah, you made one joke, man. You're out of here forever. <laughs> like, believe me, I'm not, I'm very anti-cancel culture, but I'm not anti, hey, you do this thing that was crappy, here's why learn uh learn from it or don't he was certainly trying to offend well sometimes people aren't trying to offend have you ever been around someone who tells an offensive joke 
are they trying to offend or are they trying to make people laugh? I've been around guys that they, they got the military background, they're rough around the edges, right? And they would tell really off-color jokes. And they would never say, yeah, I'm trying to offend people right now. I want to offend people. No, they'd be like, isn't that funny? Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Glasses clinking. Ha ha ha. I told that joke. They're not... Do you see what I'm saying? Projecting intent is the other problem here. Dude, I'm telling you. I hung out with guys that would tell some of the like just awful jokes. And they would never be like, yeah, I'm trying to offend that people group. That's what I'm trying to do right now. No, they're trying to, they're laughing. Have you ever been around guys that do that in, especially in the military? They'll make really nasty remarks to each other about you got one guy from one part of the country and another guy from another part of the country and they both look different, maybe even different like skin color and they make those jokes at each other and they're the bestest of friends. They're not trying to offend each other. That's the issue, right? Intent is so difficult to splice. When someone gets up on and does their comedic act, when Ricky Gervais did his comedic little bit thing with Jerry, they're literally just walking along the street. He's not trying to offend anybody. That's not his intention. He's telling a joke. He thinks it's funny. He's trying to get a rise. Like, what do you think? Like, you know, is this funny or not? That's something they discuss a lot on the show. my thing is if you have to lean into content that targets marginalized groups just for laughs then comedy ain't the place for you you know what's funny is I actually don't think Ricky Gervais stand up is very funny because I feel like that's one of the things he tries to do he just tries to ruffle feathers for 45 minutes and I don't find it to be that particularly funny but but Whenever he's just hanging out with Jerry, I think he's hilarious. And I actually think Creature's bringing up a very good example. Dave Chappelle's most recent stuff on Netflix, he, no one is spared a pass. No one. Is it funny? Yes. Is it allowable? According to what we're saying this morning, most of his most of Dave Chappelle's jokes are totally out of line. Like they're totally out of line. That's what that's the thing about Dave. He gets that little boyish grin and you know he's oh, he's going to say something he ought not say and that's part of his that's part of his charm, that's part of his appeal, that's part of what makes him funny. And I mean he 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 hits he definitely punches down as well. Come on. Come on. He punches down for a handful of the jokes in some of his most recent stand-up acts. And a lot of people got angry about it. He's definitely punching down. <laughs> and you could argue that those, those people could come to him and say, you're invalidating us and our experiences. Yo, it's good, Dolphin. Yo, what's good, Agent Atwood? I'm good. Thanks for asking. For me, as a thought experiment, these are the kinds of discussions I enjoy because I'm like, now hang on just a minute. Why do you get to determine? Why are you the arbiter of what is and is not offensive? Well, I'm from the people group, okay? But are there, there are probably people in the people group that don't agree with you. 
So who gets to determine who gets to determine this then? You got two people in the audience. Dave Chappelle is making fun of their people group, right? One's offended, one is not. Who's right? Who is wrong? How do you determine? Who gets to determine that? As a thought experiment, somebody watches the the Ricky the Ricky Gervais joke. And one is offended and one is not. Who gets to determine it? Who? Who's in who gets to draw that line? Who's the authority? <clears throat> That's the question that I am asking. And I know there's not a very good answer. <laughs> That's why it's a fun discussion, because it's like, well, I don't know. You know? His award monologue was horrible too and got terrible backlash. A lot of people seem to like it. I saw I saw clips. I saw clips. I didn't see the whole thing. Mm-mm. A dude dude's an adult that commissions not safe for work destiny artwork. Scrolling his Twitter seems pretty childish, deserved it in my opinion. Right. Right. And I'm asking where's the line? That's what I'm asking. If he deserved it, what line did he cross and how are these other people and examples not crossing that line how I want to know I want to know how you determine it the messenger matters a lot of people wouldn't agree with you they would say these comedians are just as guilty as crossing these proverbial lines they would say nah that's too you went too far who dressed up as a what a guy dressed his character up in Destiny as a as a famous uh, as a it, I, it, somebody in chat tell him. I can understand why it might be jarring or even upsetting to some extent, but couldn't you make the same argument that these people see in the standard uh, U.S. military uniform in a similar light, not in the same scale? But right, right, yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly right, creature. Depending on where you're from, you talk about. <laughs> You talk about cultural baggage. Yeah, I mean, come on now, right? Yo, what's good, Sorcerer of Havoc? You have to understand, I am not defending what the kid did because I'm like, come on, dude, that's in poor taste. Why would you do that? That's, to me, that's the response. A little cuff on the back of the head. What are you doing? Why would you do that? Knock that off. That that's stupid. That's insensitive. Come on, grow up. Grow up. That to me, that's my level of of like ugh, about it. Now, someone goes on a tirade, makes truth claims, or goes after other people. Well, now we're having a different conversation. I'm gonna do what I can to shut that down. Speak against it. I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna say no. That's false. That's that's wrong. That's different. The Ricky Gervais joke. I, I laughed. I thought it was funny. And I would probably stand next to him and defend him and say, you can't you can't try and hurt and attack a person because they tell a joke. You know, the intention has to be considered. In the middle of a fashion event isn't the right context. There are no rules. There's no guidelines. Oh, I didn't realize he did it for the fashion event. He submitted it as a joke for the fashion event. 
What was the Ricky Gervais joke? A soldier comes and tells them they can leave because it's Christmas. And one of the guys says, we don't celebrate Christmas. And he's like, okay. And then he walks away. And the guy's like, duh! And he like holds his hands up to his head. Like the old black and white, like over-dramatized scenes, almost like hyperbolic. And him and Jerry just get to laughing about it. They think, and because Jerry's like, just the the silliness of like the response of like, oh, just like smacking your head. Like that would be the response. Like, oh, I can't believe I said we don't celebrate Christmas. You know, he's like, in the spirit of Christmas, you can go. So he sets the joke up and it's like, you can picture it. But then honestly, it's the, the funny part is him and Jerry laughing about it and teasing out how just ridiculous it is. Like they tease out the layers of humor and what makes it funny. Which is, I think, one of the most interesting things they do on Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. They actually talk about and dissect jokes and humor and what makes something funny, what makes something not funny. What makes just observations about life, how are those funny? You can sit and observe life all day long. You're not very funny unless you're well-crafted joke teller, like a a comedian. Like the, the, The art of saying... Let's take a look at these thing that these things that happen in life and and let's make light of it. So to me it's like that that's one of the things I love about the show and that's why I brought that up. I was like Gervais can make the joke. This kid go he's not a kid. This guy dressed his character up for I guess a fashion thing. I didn't know that's what it was. Submits the picture and then gets banned. So, yeah, I didn't think we'd end up talking about this today. To me, I'm more interested in the thought experiment of determining, let's not talk about what is right and wrong in the realm of humor. Let's talk about who gets to determine it and how. That's more interesting to me. Who gets to determine whether or not a guy's stand-up act went too far, right? Who gets to determine that? And then what's your measure? Why is Jimmy Carr getting a pass, but this guy's not? Why is this joke getting a pass and this joke's not? That to me is far more interesting. Why? Because it's a lot harder to establish those standards. It's easier to get everybody upset over a joke or or, uh, an old tweet and everybody gets all angry and burns the world down, but no one actually actually stops and says, wait a minute, how did we establish this measure? Where did this measurement even come from? <clears throat> Honestly, it's their fault for making the character design possible. I mean, if I give my kids blocks to play with on the ground, Darth, and they make bad symbols or, you know... Or they make, or they make, you know, nasty pictures. I can't be like, well, it's my fault for giving them the blocks. Like, come on. I mean, clearly, that that that's that's not the answer either. <sighs> the marginalized group gets the call. Okay, that's an answer, but it's not a very good one, because who represents the marginalized group? As I said a little bit ago. 
If Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle punches down, don't sit here and tell me that he doesn't punch down in his comedy, because he does. He punches down, punches marginalized groups, okay? Who gets to determine from the marginalized group that he's crossed the line? Do they get together and vote? Is there a spokesperson, right? If there's two people in the audience, okay, he, he makes fun of people within within the, the LGBTQ spectrum. Let's say he's doing that. He's, he's, he's got a couple of jokes he tells in one of his recent stand-ups. And there's two people in the audience on that, and one thinks hilarious, and the other thinks, no, not funny, too far. Who's right? Who's wrong? Who gets to determine the line they draw around Dave Chappelle and say, no, you went too far? How do you determine who how do you determine that? <clears throat> Five spot from Rogue It looked kind of like a funny meme, like a photo of uh, this guy. It was a stupid joke. A ban was not necessary. Just my two cents here. Having been in the military and law enforcement, I completely agree with what Lono has said. Some dark, rough jokes were shared constantly. For me, it was how we dealt with what we saw every day. But as I got older and realized how the world was changing, I stopped and found other ways to deal because I saw so many issues internally with this behavior. Right. Not defend. Yeah, I wasn't defending the coarse jokes that my friends used to say. I was saying they weren't trying to offend each other. They're both right. It's on the individual, says Mo. Spoiler alert, they probably do find it offensive and don't feel like they can say anything different. But see, this is the this is the problem with that standard rad. If Gervais, Ricky Gervais makes his joke, okay, and your your premise would then be every single person attached to that historical event all find it equally offensive, but different people decide to speak up and others decide to stay quiet or laugh along. I think that's an untenable position. I don't think that that's accurate. Because there's plenty of people that be like, no, that's hilarious. Jerry Seinfeld being one of those people. He's attached to that historical event in a more personal way than I am. And he thought it was hilarious. Was he suppressing his his offense and pushing it down and not saying anything? No, he genuinely thought it was funny. <clears throat> Dave addressed this in one of his specials. There was an extra where he told the story of an encounter with a woman after a show yeah 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 he talked about that yeah it was like one of his like he's just like sitting on the stool in the small little the off stage yeah yeah if this is the standard set we can't allow people to dress up as this anymore or make these jokes because you better believe there are people today that view them in a similar fashion yeah, yeah, it gets, again, who gets to determine? Dave Chappelle made some hilarious jokes about things I have an emotional attachment to that some in my group would find offensive. That's my point. That's right. Who gets to determine whether or not he crossed the line? Who? Does Barrier get to determine it? Well, he thinks it's funny. But Barrier might have a friend that's like, oh no, I got, I got 10 minutes in and had to turn it off. It was upsetting. I found it offensive. The one thing that I would say, especially in the realm of comedy, stand-up comedy especially, is don't, don't watch it. Right? There are people who have personal beliefs and they would watch a movie that 
I don't know, uh, has all kind of nasty stuff in it and they don't think it's right and the movie endorses it. Now, could that person say, I found that movie offensive, that movie shouldn't be made. Let's say you got a, uh, a real, real hyper-conservative nun. She goes to the movie theater and she watches, you know, Sex in the City. And she can't believe how brazen and how open these women are and this movie shouldn't be made. I find this offensive. Do you know what most people would tell that super hyper-conservative? They'd be like, those are your personal beliefs and don't watch the movie. That's what most people would say. That'd be the logical response. Like, what are you watching the movie for? You don't have to watch it. If your personal beliefs and your personal background, upbringing, heritage makes you find Dave Chappelle's comedy offensive, then you just don't have, don't watch it. I would say the same thing to you that I would say to the hyper-conservative nun. I'm like, you have your own personal beliefs, experiences, and background that have led you to believe what certain things should and should not be said, and don't consume content that contains that. You know what I mean? It would be like her going to like like trying to shut down adult websites. She'd be like, well, this shouldn't be made. This is offensive and awful. That's your personal belief. Rogby with a five spot. The problem is some people assume things are being done in a malicious way instead of a harmless joke or just being dumb. Intent is what matters. Good morning, Hex. The first rule to every joke is there's always a victim. That includes the teller or anyone. It's how jokes work. Marco Susana with a $10 tip says, I experience a lot of rough remarks from older patients that I don't find offensive, especially from 70+. My question is, why do people feel the need to be offended for me? Well, that's the other... That's the... Oh, man, that's a whole other subject, Marco. Oh, yes. People being offended for other groups. Yes, 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 yes speaking up for them and saying hey you know i may be you know a white man but i'm gonna come out here and attack this comedian because he said something offensive about people that i'm not a part of right i'm a firm believer in offense is always taken rarely given well, that's something Ricky, uh, uh, Jimmy Carr talks about that in one of his stand-ups, right? Jimmy Carr says that he believes offense is taken. It's a choice. You're choosing to be offended. Have you ever, have you ever been around people that, that find swearing offensive? I, I have. I've been around people that they think swear words are super offensive, okay? They're choosing in that moment even though there are there's layers of subconscious and like pre-programming going on right the way they were raised their upbringing their own personal beliefs whatever city they grew up in all that's kind of baked into the person so when they hear a swear word they're like oh that's just you know they're clutching their pearls oh you know and for them to say hey you shouldn't say that word i am offended by that word Some would say, but that's your choice to be offended by it. You don't have to be. It's not inherently, a swear word is not inherently offensive. Because you find it funny means others in your group can't find it offensive. That's often how it gets spun. Everyone is so offended these days. There's a difference between not being able 
she, everyone in quotes being offended these days. There's a difference between not being able to be offended and recognizes someone feels something is harmful. I'm not easily offended. In fact, this thing that this guy did in Destiny doesn't offend me, but I recognize the harm in trivializing it. So I understand why people have a reaction to it. Right, and I think the ticket is most people are not as obviously as I don't think is, you know, that approach this subject as eloquently as radical would. Most people would say I just don't support or watch that stand-up comedian. I just I don't. I don't watch Jimmy Carr or I don't watch Ricky Gervais or Dave Chappelle. Why? Well, I think they go too far, and then that's their own personal beliefs and you're free to say that but like I just think they go too far I don't think it's funny to joke about these certain subjects now the problem is we went from people saying that to people saying this person's career should be ruined they are a this they're a blank 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 and the comedian's like I'm not any of those things what are you talking about we, huh? No, I'm not that. I don't dislike the people that I joke about. What is what is this? For me, this comes down to the the, the grand subjects of like when we're trying to like we want the culture to change or cultural healing to take place. I think most of the conversations operate at such a two dimensional level. You know, PewDiePie said a bad word in a stream. Therefore, he's a blank. And it's like, he might not be at all. He said something awful that he shouldn't have said. He's a blank. You're operating at a very two-dimensional level. All you have to do is say the word and you're a blank. Have you ever seen the hilarious interview with the local high school teacher that was explaining the differences between, like, these nasty words that... He's like an old white guy, and he's like explaining it, and it you, you can't believe that he's saying it. Do you think he is a hateful, awful person? No. That's not... It, 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 it's far deeper than that. It's Usually, if you're going to determine someone's hateful, awful, and mistreating others, that would be behavioral. You'd have to look at their behavior. How do they treat others? What do they do? What do they endorse? What do they promote? Using a joke or saying a word... That's just so two-dimensional. Someone can, someone can say a truly awful word and not be being awful and terrible. <clears throat> Washing people out, canceling, removing isn't the answer. Isn't it the same to come back around to teachable moments or something of that nature? I said at the beginning of this conversation, these are teachable moments. Lono took it to canceling and policing. I never condoned that. Uh, I'm not upset he got banned, but a permaban, which I didn't know he got, is too much. Right, and, and Rad did say that from the beginning, and the reason that I immediately pumped the brakes and was cautious here is because I felt empathy and sympathy for Radical, and I thought, I care for this person. She's really nice. She's super dope member of the community. But if I take up the banner and say, yep, what this kid did was wrong, I'm almost immediately aligning myself with the cancel brigade because that's essentially, it's just such a hop, skip, and a jump. It's like, this is offensive, and then the very next breath, the next sentence is, take them down, cancel them, hurt them, harm them. 
that's the problem honestly if you don't like that kind of joke that kind of humor or that kind of stuff going on you should be in a sense upset about the cancel brigade being the automatic response because what ends up happening is no we don't even have a conversation about it no one talks about why that might be upsetting and insensitive no one talks about that the person is labeled and cast out and then we move on to the next thing that's do you see the problem no one wins nobody wins in that in that in that scenario it's like well as you said teachable moment like a moment to be like look consider consider people from this background what that might make them feel you know have some like increasing empathy i think is the key to people on both sides of an issue maybe not being so quote unquote sensitive and triggered and also the people over here might not be so brazen and offensive do you see like if you increase empathy i don't think you increase empathy by labeling someone and canceling them which no one here is doing that but that's what i saw i saw celebration yeah ban him he's a this he's a that get him out of here our perfectly pure righteous community can't have that here it's like what okay you know nobody's empathy is increased no one's made better by this you just drew a line in the sand created more tribalistic argumentation over something that in the grand scheme of things is so dadgum harmless you know Yeah, the irony is that canceling actually ends up sort of radicalizing people and act, making them act way worse than the guy's joke. Like, the guy's joke, in poor taste, yeah, shouldn't have done it, sure. And then everybody else, after the fact, acts way worse. <laughs> you know? I agree with you to an extent, though. Only the most major things, like, maybe... like I, I'm, 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 I'm not saying some of these words. But never completely stop talk, uh, talking slack because it might hurt someone's feelings. I'm completely offended by this whole conversation, but rather than changing channels, I'm going to report the stream, launch the anti-conversation rally, and seek legislation to ban conversations. <laughs> we, well, Alright, listen, listen. We, we got off on a tangent here. If you're tuning in this morning for Call of Duty losing to Apex Legends, the cheating in Call of Duty is driving players away. Last 30 days, Call of Duty has seen a reduction of 370,000 players. Uh, take our poll in chat if you if you think this is a... Uh, not the only reason, but one of the reasons people might be leaving. You can vote yes or no in the poll. We didn't get a lot of people voting today, so make sure and vote. Hit like, hit subscribe, hit the bell button, hit all those things. And... Uh, we do, we do have lots of different conversations here, so... I'm not saying I agree with the punishment, but your two-dimensional argument can also be flipped and put this way. There is no universal line. Every situation needs to be analyzed and dealt with. That, yeah, and that's another way of, try, of communicating a little more eloquently what I was trying to say, Jer Bones, is that when PewDiePie dropped a word on a live stream, did he deserve to be labeled as a horrible, hateful word? Okay, I'm not going to use the word. But when someone uses a dirty word against another people group, they're usually labeled, well, this guy's a this. 
do we know that to be true of him? Right? Is that all it takes, right? And as you're saying, look at the situation, analyze it, turn it into a teachable moment, call on this guy with this massive platform to do the right thing and educate people on why those types of things shouldn't be said, you know, and why we should try to have more empathy and understanding for different people, right? And... He didn't just drop a word. It was directed in a pretty dirty way. He didn't use it in a... But he didn't use it in a context that you would label him as that. He didn't make a video and say, this is what I believe about these types of people. He didn't do that. He was he was in a moment of anger, says something that he shouldn't have said, and everyone labels him as, yep, he's a that. Yep, mm-hmm. Probably just a closet, hateful person. And it's like wait that's that's all it takes then like that's what i mean that's two-dimensional right if 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 you're wanting to solve that problem that systemic problem i don't think you're attacking it in a good way by attacking instances of like someone used a word someone said this 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 dirty word this language or whatever it's like trying to uproot a tree by hacking off the leaves. You're not getting to the roots. You're not getting to the actual problems. You're just like, well, this guy said this word on a broadcast. You're getting out a machete and just trimming back the branches and the leaves. Like, that's not the root problem. You're not getting to the root of it. It's just so surface level. And you may be attacking somebody who is doesn't do anything to hurt the cause other than when they say the word right because then everyone everyone gets to beat on them you know <clears throat> could be a teachable moment but again if the word used has consistently been said as one that should not be used and you still use it you need to be held accountable for that sure there are immediate consequences the minute you use some of these some of these words immediate immediate consequences right if I remember correctly, he said it in a moment that he was so mad he said the worst thing that came to his mind. Right. There's a psycho there there's there's a there's a psychological reason people's brains go to that. Like I remember my 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 uh, my brother telling me a really funny story about his son. His son, the worst word that he knew was poopy. And when he would get really angry, stub his toe, drop a toy or something breaks, that's what he would say poopy poop like poopy and he said it was so hard not to laugh because you got this little two and three year old getting angry and his mind's like what's the worst word that i know have you ever been in a in a in a, in a public lobby of a video game and you hear people go off on these tangents what do they do they say the absolute worst things that they can right it's it's a it's an anger grab it's like you're so angry you what anger essentially is is you're frustrated at an injustice what you think is not fair or wrong and usually usually an angry outburst is an attempt to exert power over the situation to rebalance the scales so when you yell or scream at you know your kid for the 10th time to do their thing you're frustrated at the slight and the injustice of them not listening to you and you're ramping up power to try to rebalance, right? 
I've never yelled a racial slur in anger, and I'm 43 years old. Well, congratulations. I mean, it, like that doesn't make you better than him, right? I know it might you might think it makes you better than him, but like, I love how people do that. They're like, <laughs> well, I've never done that. Well, okay, I, I don't I don't have any badges to give you for things that don't matter. Like, <laughs> like. If that's the height of your virtue achievements, like, come on, you're not reaching very high, right? Like, like watching the news and be like, well, I've never murdered 85 people. Like, okay, well, good for you. Like, that's not, you're not reaching very high, right? People admit that they use this liberally in private. No, 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 we, that's not true either. There's no way that was a default response. I don't think so. No. I think that's the problem, is you're just projecting and presuming as to why that word might be rolling around in somebody's head. He's not even like, he didn't even, he didn't even grow up in America. You know what I'm saying? Listening to words, listening to albums, watching movies, watching stand-up comedians who use that word like it's going out of style, rolling around in his head. And he gets really angry, and he grabs onto the word. And we want to draw conclusions about the person's character, integrity, and private life. Do you see the problem with that? That's your argument that he was so angry he had to say? No, that's not my argument. You're, you're, doing, a, you're doing a bang-up job of saying ignorant things right now. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying uh, the psychological response to saying the worst thing you could think of does not then mean in that moment. So in a moment of anger, if you say something horrible and hateful at, at, at a loved one, kids do it all the time. I hate you! Right? And then he and then he goes and then he goes storms off to his room. Are you gonna are you gonna later on conclude my kid's a hateful person and they hate me? No. Because you understand, in that moment, they were really angry, said the worst thing that came to their brain. Right? That that's that's what happened. So you don't take that instance and say, Oh my gosh, my 14-year-old is a hateful, awful person. They just yelled at me and said they hate me. Right? No. You would never do that. You would never conclude that. That's that's so two-dimensional. You know in that moment they don't mean it. You know in that moment they're lashing out. So you don't you don't hold people to that. You don't hold yourself to that. You've gotten angry. You've said things in the moment that you didn't really mean, but man, you wanted to get a punch in on your spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, or your best friend, or your brother or your sister. And boy, you took a haymaker jab. Well, you know what? Boom! And you just verbally lay them out. But you know, it, it, in the, in the, you, do, you, do you hold yourself to that moment forever and say, yep, I'm a hateful, awful person. My, the entirety of my being is now defined by that angry outburst. That argument I had with my spouse 10 years ago. But, but you see what I'm saying? He uses this word in one stream and everybody wants to label the entirety of his person and his being. He's a this. You don't do that for yourself. You know what I mean? Sure, 
sure it's not going to fly, Soul. That's not the conversation I'm having. Yeah, it's not going to fly. You can't say it. You can't say that word. That word has been deemed unusable. Well, unless you're making a rap album or stand-up comedy. Then it's fine. Then it's fine. It's, it's, it's a wonder. It's a wonder that people still use it. It's a wonder that it's rolling around in people's brains. <laughs> then it's fine. But when he uses it, that's what we do. We use it as a moment to power grab and like, oh, he's permanently labeled now. People will, people, people want to have on tangents. Take his sponsors. He's a this, right? He, that's him. In every other instance of angry outbursts and language used that we know the person in the moment doesn't actually hold to, whether it's I hate you from a 16-year-old or a really, really mean, hateful thing you might say to a spouse in a moment of anger, you don't hold yourself to that, right? Whether it's whether it's a, a stand-up comic act or a really old tweet or somebody losing their temper, everyone's grabbing these moments to say this person is now in this category. This th- th- they're now in this category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was another stand-up comedian. He used it all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a really, really great sit-down with him and Jerry Seinfeld and Chris Rock and Ricky Gervais. It's called Talking Funny. I wish they did more of them. It's all, I think you can just look it up on YouTube. Just look up Talking Funny. And they, they talk about that. They talk about his decision to use that word. Yeah. Yeah, Mo. Mo, that was the word that, that, that PewDiePie used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not talking about that word in particular. I'm talking about whether that's what happened, right? Someone loses their temper and says that, or they tell a joke, or Ricky Gervais makes a joke in Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee about, you know, a, a, a historical terrible situation, you know, in Germany. I'm, I'm trying not to use the words, right? Ricky Gervais jokes about it and Jerry Seinfeld laughs and I was like is that okay what where's the line right but that's not what the that's not what the issue is for most people the issue is for most people as soon as the joke is told as soon as the outburst is is made people like yep we've got that person we can now label them for the rest of their life Gervais joke isn't anywhere close to offensive I guarantee you there are people that would say that it is. I'll say this. There are a lot of people who never use those words in public and they actually are that label and they're typically much more of a problem than the person yelling it. That's what I was getting at, Omar. I was like, this is just so two-dimensional, right? This is so two-dimensional. The actual root issue, if you want to get at the systemic problem, it's like trying to take a tree down. You got to get to the roots, and those roots are far-reaching and they're elaborate. They're they're in so many places. There's historical reasons that those roots have grown into the culture. There are 
generational reasons that those those are there. There are sociological and socioeconomic reasons that those systemic problems exist. It's not as simple as somebody saying a naughty word. Like, that's not... If you're trying to take down a tree in your backyard and you go back there with a machete and every day you chop off a couple of branches and leaves, you're never going to get that tree down, ever. And if that's the extent of your engagement with that problem in society is chasing down and canceling and hurting people who made a joke or said a word... You're not getting to the roots. You're just hacking at the leaves and the and, and the branches. With it, you're not you're not actually getting to root causes and problems. Yeah. So you can ban a kid, and you can you can get really angry at PewDiePie, or you can get really angry at Dave Chappelle. Who, wherever your line is, wherever your line is, but is that actually achieving anything? Whether it's whether it's you know canceling or brigading or just trying to teach other people again trying to like increase empathy you know just tune in who got canceled oh nobody nobody a kid got banned from destiny for 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 dressing his character up in an offensive way for i guess that they were they were doing one of their fashion shows So, the person you need by your side is yourself. I don't know what you mean by that. Canceling is also a show of power. Right, if you get underneath, and I think that's what I'm trying to do here. Like, if you get underneath the societal behavior and the propensity to take offense and weaponize it that to me is far more scary and dangerous than a kid dressing his character up in a way or somebody saying a joke in their stand-up act that's considered quote-unquote punching down people seem people 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 don't seem to have much of an issue with Chappelle because he's funny he makes you laugh and so that part of your brain is just like oh no he's allowed to punch down He's allowed to punch down on other people groups. He's allowed to. Why? Well, he's, he's funny. It's Dave Chappelle. And that's and that's the point I was trying to make was like, ah, who draws the line and where do you draw it? And why is the line inconsistent? <laughs> why is the line inconsistent? I don't know who these perfect people are. Well, that's the thing. They all, you know, it, it, it's, it's the inan anonymity of the internet you know they can they can go out and take people down and get them canceled or get them you know booted off of hosting the oscars and you know (laughs) we're getting a great suggestion search today and we're we're not talking about the main subject we got to (laughs) be yeah they came for dave pretty hard and they they failed they failed he's 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 ascended he's like bill burr they and, and ricky gervais They've ascended to that status of like, you can't touch us. You can't. You can't hurt us. The only, they'd have to do something, like you'd have to have them on footage like actually doing something terrible to somebody. Their jokes and their comedy will never get them canceled at this point. They've just ascended beyond that reach. They're, 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 they're above that stratosphere. 
they're too big you just end up helping them they haven't ascended oh I think they have I think Chappelle especially has ascended all you do is help his career when you try to cancel him societies deem their humor acceptable no they haven't no that's not true at all Eugene there were plenty of people like going after Chappelle and trying to get people to boycott trying to get his sponsors taken he 100% had people trying to to come after him society as a whole no the majority I guess were just like yeah he's funny enough to get away with it as a whole society right the majority has won I guess is what you mean Eugene right the majority has cast their vote and said nah he's funny enough to get away with it (laughs) he's he's allowed I don't know about a group yeah, I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised if you pulled people from the groups he makes fun of. I actually don't think a lot of them I don't think a lot of them find it funny. I think they find it offensive. Yeah, he just booked a full tour. It'll sell out in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's back. He's fully back. I saw a little bit he joked about everything that happened to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call of Duty's losing to Apex. Are there numbers for this or what? So, yeah. So, listen, if you're new to my stream, I keep it safe for work, but we do wade into some deep waters sometimes. Cancel culture is obviously very near and dear to me uh, as as I'm, I'm very anti-cancel culture, I should say. It's very near and dear to me. I love canceling people. No. <laughs> I've, you know, I've had a personal brush with it. And so, obviously, when these sorts of things come up, I'm extremely cautious. I'm like, I think one is far worse than the and than the other, right? Like, you know, going after somebody and, and turning an entire community against somebody, I think is probably maybe worse than what he did with his character in the game, right? So, if you're new, I'm a safe-for-work broadcaster Monday through Friday, we cover a variety of gaming news topics. We are covering today what you see on the screen, right? Call of Duty, losing players to Apex Legends, Splitgate had a server update, and Apex Legends has announced that the Seer nerf is incoming, right? So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bring the ship back to course here. If you're enjoying the conversation, the back and forth, I'm a highly interactive streamer. Uh, a lot of people treat me like gaming radio. Hit subscribe and the bell button. Uh, that supports me. That supports the stream. It helps you talk in chat. Vote on the poll. Do you think that the cheating in Call of Duty is actually driving people uh, away? Um, I, I personally uh, think that it is. Uh, I think it's driving people into the arms of Apex. Uh, and that you can see it in the streamers. Um, you can see it in a lot of other, a lot of other situations as well. Uh, just with your friends and the people that you know you're trying to play with, a lot of folks are like, "Nah, dude, I'm not playing Call of Duty right now." Do me a favor, guys, and smash the like button as well. Let's roll those likes over. We're really close to 300 likes, so thank you so much for being here. Um, I knew they were going to nerf Seer. They made him OP on purpose. That seems to be a pattern, right? Here's a new character. They're OP for a week or more. You know what I mean? Um. Uh, this person got canceled for a comment made. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw a report. I saw a report on, um, I check Facebook for memories. I don't really use Facebook, but I like to see memories of my kids when they were babies. 
I saw a news report of a guy who his daughter's tweets got them absolutely just shredded. He had to shut down. There were threats. There were people like vandalizing their business. And it was because of his daughter's. His daughter sent out a dumb tweet about something. And man, they had to sh- they, they had to shut down the business. They almost went bankrupt. Like, I don't know. Not really. Valkyrie and Fuse were both underwhelming. Really? Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe they just misjudged Seer. I don't know. Horizon was OP slightly. Then they nerfed her too hard. Rad says Valk was underwhelming. I thought people really liked Valk. I thought she did very well when she launched. Like, a lot of people were saying they felt like she was a pretty strong character. Um... I don't know. I would I would be I would be worried that a lot of the times the way that people summarize how strong a character is is based off of maybe limited experience. You know what I'm saying? I'm a Valk main now, says Rad. She ended up she ended up being nerfed. Oh really? Valk is a staple in ranked games on most teams, says Ganks. Valk launched in a good spot. People like her for movement ability. Yeah. She has a really high skill ceiling. Uh, I love Seer, says Sorcerer of Havoc. Definitely going to main him, but he definitely needs a nerf. Huh. By the way, I love having conversations of, like the, the one that we just did. Like, we really need to try to find a space to do two shows a day. <laughs> we do, we do. And we and we gotta have, you know, folks like Rad come on and 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 uh and have those kind of man there there could be some great combos but uh we 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 had to put a pin in that one because we you know you can only you can only dance around the, that minefield too long <laughs> you can only do that for so you know for so long so um it could be there, there's so many great things we could do um that we obviously can't do on this channel because this channel's variety gaming so come on guys we needed like 25 likes for 300 now we need 17 what's going on come on smash the like button show some love every like every vote on the poll every comment in chat helps out the video helps out the channel come on you know (laughs) yeah no I do not don't clip it don't clip that that's terrible we haven't gotten very many new subs today so if you're new and haven't clicked subscribe yet consider doing so say something in chat and we'll uh, we'll say hello to you um, how to have a good time in what is that what is that tweet how to have a good time in Bloodborne what's he doing he's just standing there <laughs> uh, oh he's dancing that's hilarious um Say hello, no. I'm really interested in how Seer will affect the Apex Legends Global Series tournaments. When are those tournaments, and will they get this update out beforehand? They said their next update, they will be uh, nerfing Seer. So we do we know when that update is? I mean, I've got the news for you today, the report. I've not done it yet, but that would be the ultimate question. Um... I agree. His ultimate definitely needs a slight increase. I also main Fuse, and he got a buff. Huh. Hemulin says, I doubt very much that many Warzone players give two fricks about the whole lawsuit thing with Activision, and they're boycotting the game because of it. Yeah, I would I would say you're probably correct. 
Um, yo, my man Matt coming in with a $5 tip through Super Chat. Thank you very, very, very much. I need to go in here and check this box. This stream contains... There we go. Yeah, we didn't have that checked this morning. If you ever see that pop-up that this stream contains paid promotion, that has nothing to do with the games I'm playing or the subjects I'm covering. Some of our contracts are now paying for placement in the stream, and we have to say that. So, if I'm ever paid to play a game, you'll know it. I just want you guys to know that pop-up happens now because of our... We got some nice contract updates. Stop playing around and take us back uh, to the desk. What do you mean, take us back to the desk? What you talking about? Um... If they remove the flashbang effect, Seer won't be nearly as annoying. They said the Seer nerf will be before mid-season. Okay. Well, when's the tournament that the that was just referenced in chat? Seer is making me want to quit Apex, says Kanban. Uh, completely OP. No idea what they were thinking, and I love Respawn. Huh. Sometimes I wonder if companies do this kind of thing on purpose because it's so efficiently markets the game and drives engagement you know what I mean they're like oh man like we gotta go try this guy out he's OP he's super strong does that make sense um I don't know they're removing the flashback the ALG season 2 starts middle of next month a majority of people aren't going to stop playing their favorite game over something like that. Most people don't care about those things unless it affects them personally, and we know that's true. Oh, I agree with you, Distorted. I do. What's good, Snow? I, I 100% agree with you. The um, The idea that... Like, and this is something that companies, you know sort of relevant to what we were just talking about with cancel culture like i think companies need to realize like a lot of their consumer base and a lot of their purchasing consumers do they don't give a crap about all this brigading on twitter twitter is losing its power and its potency their their new user acquisitions down i've seen big people with big twitter profiles saying that like engagement is down and you know a lot of people aren't paying any attention to this nonsense that you know they're just playing the game they don't care I will say, though, that Call of Duty in the last 30 days did see a 370,000 player reduction. And Apex in the last 30 days saw a 6% increase just on Steam charts. Now, keep in mind, that's the last 30 days. So there's about three, two and a half to three weeks in there that are before the season's, you know, switched over. You get a solid 30 days from the time season 10 started. Look at that number. It'll probably be even bigger. Split screen, bring it back. Fans want it. All right, all right. You can only play one map for so long, too. Doesn't matter how big it is, gets boring. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your thankful stream on achieving your goal on purple was legendary. I share something that no one knew about me during that stream. My kids uh, were cutting too many onions near me. Thank you. Oh, you're, I appreciate that, Marco. Thank you. Um. I saw a supposed uh, comedian with 150,000 followers on Twitter and three likes on a joke. Yeah, Twitter is just not... It, it's... More and more, I think companies need to realize that your product is not under threat if people want to brigade and cancel. Like, it just... It, those are not your purchasing consumers. They're not, you know? The people that are continuing to play Call of Duty, I think, are a pretty good example of this. They're not paying attention to the people that are like, boycott, you know, still not playing their games. They don't freaking care, you know. 
I'm, most likely they will do the nerf before the tournament because right now, if you don't have a seer in your group, you're at a disadvantage out of the gate. Huh. I'd rather them launch legends in an OP state rather than when they release characters like Fuse and Crypto ETC. Right. The, the dilemma, I think the dilemma with with launching them, be, you know, already broken, already OP or whatever is at least from where I sit, I think the problem is is that people then decide, man, I really really like this character and then then they get nerfed. That I I would worry about the public perception factor. Like long term, I think people get might get tired of that, you know. Why do we have to wait till Friday for a FromSoft game? <laughs> That 6% number is useless without player numbers. If it only had 100,000 players, that's only 6,000 people. It'd be nice to have player numbers for Apex to make a better comparison. I 100% agree with you. Good numbers today. Thank you, John Hall. Um, uh, yeah, I, Hemulin, that's a good point. That 6% increase might not be much, or it could be a really, really... It could be the beginning of a good bump. I mean, that's just the Steam charts as well. We don't know, you know, how many people are playing on PlayStation and Xbox. That's that's probably a pretty... I would think that's a pretty large crowd. Um, you know, my nephews are playing it, and that's a decent barometer of, yeah, this is popular. Like, if my nephews are playing it, it usually means all their friends are playing it. And that's a decent barometer. Like, that age bracket is, is a pretty huge contributor to a, a game's you know, growth. Um, so I would say Apex is probably in a pretty decent spot with respect to player base numbers. I just wish we could see it all in one place. You know, isn't Doc playing Apex right now too? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I can give you guys the story on it and then we could shift into Q and a, we only have three questions. Let me, let me, let me find a, um, a good trailer to use for, uh, the, for the for the little we'll do our little our little short here um Mm. if you search apex legend season i wonder if you search incognito are we are we a top result right now we have uh we've been getting a lot more uh love as of late and uh nah we're not that would have been nice that would have been really really nice if we would have um What if? What about Call of Duty cheaters? We're there. We're fifth. That's not. That's not terrible. We are getting. We are getting some better. Some better treatment here. All right. Let me see here. Where's the official Apex channel? Um, it's always hard to find like the official trailers. I like to run. Uh, I like to run the official uh, trailers. Yeah, the emergence trailer was really really good. We'll use that. I like that one. Um, we watched that during the one um, during the one. I forget when that was. Mm. We don't need closed caption, and we'll go full screen. Okay. Oh, did I loop it? Let's loop it. Doom. 
All right, we'll go at 159. 159. Let me let me give you the. Oh, I don't have my notes open yet. We might not be able to go it. Can I get logged in? Uh, can I get logged in in 15 seconds? Let's see if I can. Mm-mm. Log in. We got five seconds. Can he make it? I'm not gonna make it. We'll have to bump it another 30. Okay. Okay. You missed this trailer? Yeah, I'll let it loop. I'll let it loop during this segment uh, so we can talk about what exactly is going on uh, with the player base numbers with Apex versus Call of Duty and what's going on with all these big streamers um, walking away uh, from the game, at least temporarily. I'm sure they'll be back. Hey, thanks for watching another SNTR short. This one's going to be about Call of Duty losing players and really big streamers to Apex Legends. If you're watching this on my shorts channel, hit subscribe and the bell button so you can continue to get those uploads or check out my main channel linked below where I live stream every day. So I don't buy into the mantra that one game can kill another. And I certainly don't think Call of Duty is is in any trouble right now. Their player base numbers are incredibly high, even though they have seen a bit of a dip. And I think streamers leaving the game is not always going to create an immediate problem, but it can begin to lead to a decline, which is really what I want to talk about in this video. You can't stay king forever. And we talked about that recently with Splitgate and Halo Infinite versus Destiny 2's PvP, and I think Call of Duty has a bit of a problem on their hands. Not that this will not touch Apex, but the cheating has created quite the exodus. According to GFinityEsports.com, they reported on this, Nick Merckx is the biggest and most recent streamer to leave Call of Duty for Apex Legends, but it seems even more are following. Tim the Tapman, who, like many other streamers, has been angry recently over the wave of cheaters in Call of Duty, Warzone, has also seemingly left. It's frustrating to deal with cheaters in a game, but in Warzone it seems to be more frustrating since there's no effective measures to stop cheating. Many fans even believe not only in in addition to Tim the Tapman also Dr. Disrespect Cloaksy, as well as Courage have walked away. They're not playing Call of Duty Warzone right now and the viewership has been really, really good for them. Streamers generally experience a drop in viewership from angry fans when they move games, but not in this case. Nick Merckx peaked at just over 80,000 viewers during Apex Legends Season 10, which is 30,000 more viewers than usual. This has also extended into his average viewership as well, which was at its highest since May. Now, Keep in mind, in addition to these streamers doing this, I checked the numbers. In the last 30 days, Call of Duty has lost 370,000 players. Their engagement has dipped. Now, keep in mind, that's not that much. It's down from like 10.5 million to like 9 million something. That's still an insane number of daily engaged players, just like mind-blowingly high. But 370,000 as a dip. Apex seeing a 6% increase just on Steam that does not include all of the other platforms could be the beginning of a bit of a shift. Anytime games like this exist, they have to keep things relevant and very, very optimized. H1Z1 got unseated by PUBG and PUBG got unseated by Fortnite. Player funnels can shift very, very quickly 
when players do not feel like they're getting treated with the amount of respect or treatment or attention from the developers that they deserve. Now, cheating is not something that Apex is immune to. Cheating is a growing problem in the gaming world. There's an entire economy for cheating. Companies getting taken down by Activision and others for their distribution of the cheats. There's a Bungie Ubisoft lawsuit that is trying to create case law precedent that anybody using a cheat is actually disrupting a contractual relationship by way of PC fraud. Essentially saying, look, the people that play our game enter into the EULA, the user license agreement, and they're in a contractual relationship with us to play our game and enjoy it, and you're disrupting that with cheats. This could mean that folks could face fines or severe penalties when just using a cheat, let alone the companies that distributed them are getting shut down by lawsuits and cease and desists. Time will tell if Call of Duty can right the ship and bring people back, especially big celebrity-style streamers that pull really, really high viewership, that can affect player funnels in a significant way. And, can Apex get in front of the cheating issue, or is it going to come home to roost there as well? As always, if you like these short video gaming news, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next one. There you go. There you go. There's there's my uh, there's my skinny on it. That's my that's my little news segment on what's going on there. We have some questions submitted, so let me do something here. Let me go into uh, the rundown. A uh, let's see, COD losing to Apex. I, that should fit. Uh, and then the second news is what was the second story today? Uh, I'm already blanking. Uh, hang on. I'll pull it up. Uh, oh, the Splitgate server update. Uh, let's see. Splitgate servers. And then last but certainly not least, we will go with Apex Seer Nerf. The Seer Nerf is incoming. It is incoming. Mm-hmm. And... Do me a favor, click like, click subscribe, click all the things, take our poll. I'll be right back. Consider becoming a member or supporting the stream monetarily. We don't run a lot of ads, but I'm going to hit ads because I'm going to take a brief break, and I'll be right back.
Oh, I'm back, chat. Oh. Okay. Ah. Oh. So our first question coming in from Ash and Hollow for big companies and publishers. Uh, doesn't not being king equate to dead, considering that leads to less revenue and growth? It just depends. I mean, on what their what their goals and projections are, and what the publishers are demanding of them. You know, are they are are they is is that is that true for every single game and 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 like publisher developer relationship is Activision looking at Call of Duty and saying like hey if if you slip and you lose players it, 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 you know and 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 Apex starts to get more or whatever you know that's a serious problem like i don't know is it <laughs> like like are they going to say that i mean you could be right but like, like what Kaganeko is saying, like PUBG ain't dead. If anything, PUBG really shifted and and exploded on mobile. Last I saw, there were uh, there were reports that you know PUBG was alive and well on mobile, um, and the, the I don't necessarily know if being king for forever or or being king just in general is even in the cards for a lot of these companies. Now, they may do everything they can to maintain it and to, you know, get get people to come back or, you know, whatever the, whatever the case may be. But I would, I would not expect them to be like, yeah, the game's dead or this game's a failure because we're not king anymore. Um, you know, I, I would imagine... Uh, I would imagine that the, 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 the player numbers for Call of Duty even if they dip down let's say they dip down to you know 8 million instead of 10 I don't, that's still crazy you know I'm just thinking companies want perpetual growth and if they start slowing down on the growth they'll pull the plug I hearken back to the D2 Forsaken call yeah I, I but I would wonder though Ashen if the sheer volumetric dominance of Call of Duty if there's like an elasticity in there as long as you're in the the 7 million player or higher range the money is insane right let's just say that the money's just crazy so when they spike up and mushroom up to 10 million and then they dip 370,000. You know, maybe the next dips even more. Maybe they maybe they dip a whole million. They just they just take a they they take a plunge. Cuz a lot of players are going to watch their favorite streamers, you know, when 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 Nick Merckx is streaming to 80,000 people. That's a lot of people that are going to be like, "I'm going to try out this Apex game. I'm going to I'm going to take a break from Call of Duty." That starts to mushroom. You got to figure 80,000 people watch him. Let's say 20,000 in the audience are like, you know what? I'm going to take a break from Call of Duty this week and play Apex. If those 20,000 just bring a couple of friends with them and those friends bring a couple of friends with their friends, like it can, it can start to, it can start to have a, it can start to have like a mushroom effect. It can start to have a, a, a replicating effect where more and more people are leaving. I, I, 
I don't necessarily think that that means then Call of Duty is in trouble or something, but you'll probably see them take a hit in numbers. And and streamers can influence that. You know, the exodus from World of Warcraft to Final Fantasy was already happening, but you 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 can't tell me that Asmongold and others didn't influence more people to make the same jump in large numbers. And then again, if you do it and you bring all your friends with you, that that you know, that's that's significant. That is significant. So I would I would expect I would expect more um, more fluctuation in the player bases going forward because more streamers are going to do this. And also, I mean, if I'm honest, these streamers are playing the game, dude. They're smart. They're really really smart. They're playing the game. Because Activision and Call of Duty might start trying to have events or try to start trying to have incentives to bring them back. Maybe they, you know, give them some inside scoop on some timing and some seasonal stuff that's coming. And then all of a sudden, those guys come back and drive people right back into the arms of Call of Duty. Some of these companies might be okay with those fluctuations. Maybe those fluctuations are healthier for, 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 uh, for the growth patterns, you know? It might be better for about a million people to kind of walk away, come back later. It feels fresh. They're more likely to spend money. They're more likely to play long hours, you know? I don't know. There's a variety of things that can influence um, player behavior, and maybe sometimes taking a break can. Uh, but I think what Eugene's saying is is notable. The cheaters will follow them. Cheaters will get wind of this and they'll all start doing the same thing. They'll try and stream snipe. They'll try and get in the lobbies. They'll try and ruin their day. They'll, you know, th- th- this, that's, I mean, that's, that's unavoidable, I think. To, to, to an extent, you know, the, the cheaters are obviously gonna, gonna come with you. There's, there's not a, there's not a way to, to avoid, uh, cheaters altogether, you know, and especially when the cheaters hear what everyone's doing, they will 100%. They will 100% follow. They will, because they love cheaters. Absolutely love to mess with streamers. They love to mess with. Uh, they love to mess with with users. Uh, you'd probably be surprised how many. Of these of these people that cheat, they do it just to mess with people. They don't even care about winning, right? They don't. Um, they do not care about winning. They're doing it to mess with people. They do it to troll. They do it as an act of like rage, you know. Um, <clears throat> It's it's tough, man. It's tough. It's I don't think cheating is going away anytime soon. Uh, but you know there is a uh, there's I, I, I wonder sometimes too if like if some of these companies are Potentially, some of these companies are just like they—they they know that cheating isn't going anywhere, and they know that cheating is just going to influence player fluctuations, and 
as long as they throw cool things at the players, then that's all they really need. You know? It... it, I don't know. I would love to see... we, We know they hate cheating. We know they come out and they really, really preach against it. They get angry about it and they do band waves. But like, privately have they just said, this is literally the best we can do and we're still making bundles of cash. So, you know, who cares? You know... Um, I've heard several smaller streamers who are pros worrying about it. Those guys are bringing the cheaters with them. Um, I've had those kind of conversations with my friends. Many of them watch those big streamers. They have a hard time denying it. On the other hand, that's how those streamers make their dough, so it's hard to be mad at them. Right. I've been a diehard Call of Duty fan uh, since 2 launched with the Xbox 360. I pre-order every year, and I buy all the DLC. Seriously thinking about crossing over to Apex until they can get their crap together. Yeah. It's tough. Insomniac Black with a question. Can you explain exactly what the difference between skill-based matchmaking and ranked matchmaking is? This is a good question. Uh, It was probably submitted earlier when we were kind of ranting and raving about skill-based matchmaking. So, what ranked attempts to do is create a larger spectrum of where you land and potentially fight against. It also tries to take a larger picture of you as a player. So, and it also is really reliant on your commitment. So the more you play, the higher you're going to rank, but not necessarily if you're not playing well. If you're playing poorly, then your rank isn't really going to go anywhere and you're going to continue to play against more entrance level, low ranked, less experienced players, and therefore you're going to probably have a better time. But the more you play and the more you rank up and the better you get, the higher your rank, and then you get put into that spectrum of player. So let's say you get to rank eight. Well, it's going to consistently put you into the echelons of like people that are rank six, seven, eight, and nine. But you're not going to play people that are rank one, two, three, four, and five. Okay. It's, it's going to keep you in a hemisphere that's more challenging and more at your level, right? Now, the only way you get people to play in a ranked playlist is with incentives. you got to motivate people. Why do you want to go over there and do that? Why do you want to rank up to a level 8 or a 9 or a 10 or whatever? What's, what, what's the impetus? What's the reason? Usually, the reason is cool stuff, prestige, you know, cosmetics, things like that so a ranked and unranked system is great if it's if it's built well but it's also only as great as the incentivization to get people to go over and do it now somebody might say that sounds like skill-based matchmaking no skill-based matchmaking is more on the fly it's more ad hoc have you ever heard that term before ad hoc what's the exact definition of ad hoc Uh, when necessary or needed, created or done for a particular purpose as necessary. Informal, it's just sort of done on on the fly. A a similar or synonym would be impromptu. Impromptu, ad hoc, on the fly. So it's like, hey, you just had a killer game, and then it puts you against other people that are having killer games. The problem with skill-based matchmaking is usually this. You basically 
go onto a playground and you beat up children and then they're like, hey, you can box against Mike Tyson, right? That's that's not a good indication. Do you remember on The Office when Dwight Schrute was in a karate class with kids, right? That's basically what skill-based matchmaking does. You're Dwight Schrute and you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm the best student there is. And then if someone took that and said, you beat everybody in the class, therefore you belong in the hyper-advanced class, you'd be out of your league. You'd be like, now wait just a minute. I I was just beating up children in the karate class. I'm not ready to fight an actual world star black belt. I'm going to get my friggin' head taken off, right? Skill-based matchmaking tends to do that. You go in, you play a couple of games against people that don't really challenge you. This was my experience in Destiny, Fortnite, and Valorant. Your first couple of games of the day are just an absolute joke. You're playing against just garbage players. I'm not being mean, but you're just playing against players that, that don't even remotely challenge you. And then your stats look incredible, right? Boot up your favorite game and play against your kid and beat the snot out of them. Your stats will look incredible. Like, run the score up in Madden against your 7-year-old or your 5-year-old who's never played before, okay? That doesn't mean that you're going to run up the score against a, 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 a tournament-winning Madden player. Do you see? Just because you ran up the score against somebody who didn't challenge you doesn't mean you're actually at that level. So skill-based matchmaking mismatches players in the worst way. Usually, the people that are punished the most by skill-based matchmaking are the average to above-average players. Because you go in, and you have a really great couple of games, and then the rest of the day, you feel like you're in the sweat box. But when you get destroyed, your MMR gets adjusted, and it puts you in closer games. I tend to not have that 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 uh, experience shenanigans. I tend to not have that experience. My experience tends to go like this. One or two really, really strong games, and those strong games outweigh the games where I get shellacked, and I just keep getting shellacked. And who really wants to have that experience anyway? Beat up potatoes. Now it's time to sweat. Oh, and then I'll find the happy medium. No, that never happens. I've never had that experience. It's as if the really good games at the beginning set the tone for the rest of the day. And I'm just in a sweat box. Can't get out of it. It's just it's just unfun. I feel like I'm in a frigging scrimmage or a tournament. But when I went and played Valorant Ranked, those games were consistently fun, fair, close games. They were excellent. It felt so good. And sure, we would go up against some players sometimes, and you could tell this team, this team is friggin' stacked. This team is absolutely stacked, and it'd be, t- it'd be tough. But then, but, but those were fewer and far between. Skill-based matchmaking is too on the fly to be accurate. It's like, it's not, it's not matching you according to where you actually should be. It's like a guess. You know, it'd be like my kid running past the, a camera and it being like, 
yeah, your kid's this fast. And I'm like, well, that's just a tiny little snapshot of how fast my kid is. It doesn't mean they're a track star, you know? Whatever happened to the word noob? It was such a good word. Why do we got to church it up with trash can and potato? Yeah, noobs, whatever. The problem with noob is that they're not necessarily new. They're just lower in skill, you know? So the difference between skill-based matchmaking and ranked is generally that. It's, it's not a good snapshot of your actual skill. And because of that, it tends to be more frustrating and more of a lopsided experience after just a couple of decent, uh, decent, you know, matches or whatever. That's generally how it goes. We haven't gotten any coffee orders today. Uh, we haven't gotten any coffee orders today, so if you guys want to order some coffee, my 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 wife tends to get pretty upset if we uh, if we don't get any coffee orders. We, she wants three a day, so you guys want to make Madam mad? That's on you. <laughs> that's why we have noob and noob. Well, you I can't I can't say which one is the N E W B or N O O B when I'm speaking, so I've tended to go the other direction. Um, my wife said three per channel. <laughs> uh, scrub, uh, potato has the element of being endearing, uh, an endearing insult. Noob just feels mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ray tracing 4K 120 FPS update for Hellblade on the Series X. We might have to, we might have to report on that this week and then play it. So, my wife said no lunch if we don't get three uh, coffee orders. So, I'm not going to get fed. Ashen says, do you feel some of this exodus is due to the investigation? I mean, I'm sure there is a portion of the player base that is like, I'm not going to play a game with Activision's name on it because of the, you know, the bad press right now. I happen to think most of the people that play these games, they just don't care. I don't think they're paying attention I don't think they're looking. I don't think they're. Wa- I don't think they're watching any of that. I really don't. I just. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think so. Where did the term potato come from? I, did it come from Portal Two, where where she's like, "Oh, I'm a potato," and like that became like a joke. Like, you're a potato. You're 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 not very strong. You're very basic. You're like a weak computer. I don't know. I, I always thought it originated from Portal 2 when the AI ends up literally in a potato. She's she's a potato, and that's like a, you know, I don't know. Your wife has grossly misjudged this audience if you think that's a threat. <laughs> uh, potatoes do nothing. Bad players do nothing. I always thought it originated from Portal 2. I don't know. I, it, it's, I don't know. Um, interesting. Got to replay that game. Yeah. So, yeah, we talked about this a little bit ago. Uh, You know, I jumped ahead in the questions, and I I just, I don't think, um, I don't think a lot of people are, uh, are do, are, 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 they don't care, right? My wife says potatoes don't have coffee orders. (laughs) Frontiers is an expansion? Oh, really? We might have to report on that tomorrow then if, um, if that is, uh, if that's going on, my wife's texting anymore. Um, yeah, if Frontiers is an actual expansion, um, 
Let's see here. And finally, we push toward 2021. Our next update, Frontiers, is something I'm very excited about. In some ways, it's just another update, but in another way, it's a missing piece of the sci-fi fantasy that we've always wanted to add and very fitting for our fifth anniversary. There is still a lot we want to try and so much we are excited for. The next step on that journey is not far off. We'll have more to share on Frontiers with Travelers very soon. We want to thank everyone who has traveled with us so far. So Frontiers looks like it's it's still a bit of a ways away. Um, I would imagine we'll, we could we could probably report on that. Uh, uh, we can report on that by, you know, um, remember me? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. We can report on that. We don't have much to say right now, other than that they're teasing the announcement. But that's still that's still newsworthy, you know. I honestly don't care about the situation at Blizzard affecting my purchase of their products. Yeah, some people just don't care. They're like, that's, you know, you're maybe you're angered by it. Maybe you want to see justice done, but you're like, that doesn't affect me. Like, I'm going to keep playing the game. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I think, I think to a certain extent too, that a lot of folks, um, A lot. I think. I think a, a lot of folks could look at this two different ways, right? So you could say, you know, hey, um, I I don't want to punish the company and the people that don't deserve to be punished, right? I don't want to do that. I don't want to. I don't like. I don't want to hurt their bottom line because ultimately, that's that's not the that's not going to win any any of the any of the wars right now. Somebody might say the opposite. They might say, "No, we should hurt them in their wallet. We, uh, we, we should affect their bottom line." Um, the problem is, most of the culprits are going to be gone. You know, to me, um, to me, most of the culprits are going to be gone. If if justice is done and the investigation runs its course and does what it's supposed to do. All of the bad actors should be fired and dismissed, right? And if that happens, then d- did you really hurt them on their way out by affecting the bottom line? Like maybe I don't know. You probably hurt whatever remaining staff and company is left behind. Like, here's how I'll square it. I'll, I'll square it this way: if you want to draw attention to something by by withholding purchase boycotting or you know brigading on social media because you truly believe there's an injustice going on at this company maybe you have inside information maybe you hear some leaks maybe you actually work there who knows and people are like hey i'm i'm not going to support this company until something until somebody does the right thing i would say the best time for that would have been back in 2018 when the investigation started we're only just now hearing about it so we're on the back end of when justice will start to swing its hammer and people will start to retire, get fired, quit, or whatever. A lot of these people are going to retire and, and retain their their golden parachutes. Do you know what I mean? Like, unless they are found guilty of a crime or wrongdoing and are then summarily dismissed, 
without a lot of their extra compensation and protections, a lot of these people are going to be like, I'm just going to get the frick out of here, keep my head down, go work somewhere else. C-suite level employees, upper HR level employees, they'll just be able to go somewhere else and make just as much money, you know, and then and then get fine treatment on the way out. As long as they're not the ones guilty of misconduct. Obviously, if someone's guilty of misconduct or a crime or something, well, then their dismissal will have different terms attached to it. Like, so, like, withholding your purchase or your engagement right now at the with their product probably isn't achieving anything. To be quite honest, it's you're you're on the you're on the aftermath. It's one thing to do it on the front end to draw attention to it so that justice can be done, but justice is being done. So, like, withholding your purchase. You know, now you could be. I know. I, I think Eugene's logic on this the other day. I can. I can sense he's he's heading there. Is I'm not going to support a company until I see evidence that things that the actual environment and culture has changed. You can fire some bad actors and give some sacrificial lambs to the press, and then continue being a terrible company. And his mindset would be: I don't want to support you until I see evidence of the contrary. I just. I'm not sure how you would see that would be I guess my I'm not saying that you're wrong but I'm just wondering how on earth how on earth would you ever know you know that they have changed fling the fish catapults toward early access on August 23rd fling the fish teams two teams of two players racing through obstacle courses tethered by a stretchy elastic rope oh my gosh that's definitely something that Hilly and I need to play I could see doing it now as a message to the company that you don't want to support a company that condones this contact conduct homie justice ain't being done they're in a lawsuit because they refuse to take steps during the mediation process as a company they double down right but wouldn't you say the public damage and the the, the stock value and share values got to be going down and people are being fired that is an element of justice isn't it that's justice for them not doing the right thing right you need justice for the people that did the wrong get them out fire them you know if some guy in some department was doing horrible stuff get him out of there but then the company itself now is being is being damaged by their refusal to do the right thing that in and of itself is also justice any plans to watch gamescom on the 24th we will probably attempt to cover Gamescom. I'm going to give you a heads up right now that Microsoft has already stated there will be no new launches discussed. It'll mainly be updates to existing uh, um, existing property uh, and games. So, So I could see people looking at it either way, saying there's really no reason to damage the company right now. The company is so large that loss of profit is probably going to hurt the the wrong people right now. Isn't true justice in this case change in the company? As Eugene said, seems like they're trying to keep their culture. I would have to wait and see what the results of everything are. Right now, we we know what the claims are. We don't know what's been proven. How could I sit here and say, let's punish the company, their product, and their bottom line based on claims? Now, 
some of the claims have been proven and then you have to go in and say who would be the guilty parties in these situations some of the evidence some of the evidence is undeniable right like there like somebody said there were like cameras in a bathroom or something like what the what okay that's a crime so you now have to painfully find out who knew who did it who who needs to be prosecuted that's a that's a that's a crime you know let's punish the guys in the cubicles for what the guys in the c-suites did poor logic right i'm sure there's guys that were in the cubicles that did stuff they didn't you know either it's like veganism if it's important to you to act accordingly but not okay to expect others uh to share that consumption pattern it's not like vegetable farming is without issue you choose for you there is no ethical consumption right that happened because the people standing up let me ask Ryan had a similar lawsuit from the same department but received less coverage has anything changed at riot i don't know i don't work there right As someone who's been in a company that went through something similar, it was a labor issue, not a harass, uh, and it doesn't get this far. Sorry, I can't say certain words. YouTube will, you know, flag it. Um, it's this far because it happened. But again, Eugene, we know people's propensity in these situations to exaggerate. So I would want to know how many of the instances are accurate. How many people are actually guilty? I wouldn't want there to be three guilty people and we act like there's 20 and then the company gets demolished and shredded unjustly because of, you know, three, let's say there's 10 central figures that really either committed the the bad things or didn't do the right thing. So they're either active or passive in the involvement in a pretty significant way. I would want those 10 people to suffer the consequences, to be fired, criminally charged if necessary, right? How many people at the company are like, what the, what are we going to do now? We spent all these years on this project. It might not even come to light now. We're, we're, our, our department's going to get gutted. Everybody's boycotting our products. Everybody's boycotting the company now because, you know, for, for 10 years, we had, you know, high level employees doing or overlooking bad things. It's not about the guilty people. That's the hang-up. The individuals don't matter. How do the individuals not matter in this situation, though? What, what, what's the argument that you would make there? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, but Cheeto, I don't even think that's what was happening. At least, well, in the one instance that was happening, but we don't, again, we don't know. I don't know. If the bad guys in the suits knew about it and did nothing, then they too were at fault. The charge is against the company. Can we refer to it as playing stupid games for simplicity? Won't be an issue unless you're playing an actual stupid game. (laughs) So you're just going to stop playing video games in general because of the frat boy culture in said environments. That would be the real big question, Eugene, is... Are any of these companies pure in that department? You know, small little indie indie places that are that 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 probably can root it out a lot easier, I would imagine. But big AAA companies, I don't know. 
I'm not saying, oh, it's everywhere, so let's just not let's just not do anything. I'm saying, can you maintain that stance of if a company has that culture, I won't support them or buy their games. I just wonder, given everything we know, wouldn't that be virtually all of the bigger companies probably have it to some degree? Like that's why when the the whole thing, you know, when Bungie tweeted about it, somebody was like, start the clock, because it's like, well, the size and history of your company, it's hard to believe you guys haven't had similar similar cultures there it's hard to believe you're as pure as the driven snow given what we know about companies that size in the last decade all the stuff that's come out you know what I mean you have a company that laid off 1900 people we've learned that those 1900 people were all the people that were involved in the behavior in question so we start boycotting the company who's getting who's uh, the company who's getting fired the people that are trying to help I'm not going to support any company that actively promotes a hostile environment and widespread against any group. Um, right, and I'm not telling you, I'm not saying that you should, I'm just wondering, okay, so let's say we've established that's your standard, Eugene. How do they prove to you that's changed? Right? I'm, I'm curious. So for you, <clears throat> when you're looking at this and you've come to your decision and you've made your choice... How do they prove to you that that's been fixed? I, I, that that would be the that would to me would be one of the harder things to do. How? What do they come out and and say that they're 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 standing against it? That they come out and say, you know, we're, we've put an end to it. You know, of course, you have a right to do business with who you choose, but thinking this action is productive is misguided. I don't know that's their problem. I think for bigger companies in general, they have that rock star mentality for some employees. Again, see Bungie. Right. I I know it's not it's I know that's their problem, Eugene. I'm just wondering what how would you come back and say, Yeah, they've changed their ways. I'm happy to buy their content now. Or to put it another way, how do you analyze the companies that you do support without actively going and working there or I guess what, like reading Glassdoor reviews, how do you know any company that you support isn't having that going on? I'm not saying you become skeptical of every company out there and don't support anybody, but I'm saying at what point do you say, I am confident this isn't happening at this company anymore or it's not happening right now? Like, what leads you to that to that conclusion? Or do you just, in good faith, trust that this isn't happening at most companies, but when it gets exposed, you withhold support? Because you say, look, until until this is rectified or enough time has passed, and I can, in good faith, say this company has fixed its problems. For me, it's seeing the employees walk out, and also the fact that like over 3,000 employees signed an open letter condemning leadership. Yeah, I'm just always really hesitant to sign on with the with with the brigade that says the response should be damage, right? I'm always hesitant to sign on with that because of what I went through. It's really, really easy for things to get exaggerated, misrepresented, for people in leadership's positions to be villainized 
and maybe they're new maybe they weren't aware maybe it was so compartmentalized some people were shielded from it again because I don't know I don't want to presume that I do you know cause like the one lady like she tried to fight back against this and then she held like a call and then now she's quitting she's just like I'm out so I don't know was that her attempting to put the fire out was that her attempting to sweep it under the rug or to put on put on like put a spin on it and when that didn't work she quit or was she genuinely trying to do the right thing and was like it doesn't matter what I do I'm a villain either way I'm out of here right I know what it's like to have everything you do you know twisted into a wrongdoing you know I know what that's like you know I know what that's like I know what it's like to like everything you try to do is wrong no matter if it's the right response wrong response or whatever that's the woman I think you're talking about she needed to go I didn't read the full report Eugene I just read that she attempted to say that's we've handled this that's not really a thing anymore and then she held like a conference call with like 500 people watching it and then they wouldn't let people watch the past broadcast of it and then she quit so like I don't know in that situation is she just completely inept and thinks she can she can solve this with a couple of PR pushes or does she need to get the frick out is she awful like that's the thing I don't know I don't I'm I'm not there I'm not doing the investigation I don't know what was unearthed about her and her her complicitness in it or her her act or passive her active role or passive role and everything that went on Knowing your actions are counterproductive, you still with it? Oh, I'm you're not talking to me. I still say because of buds and I'll fill for raids, but I feel my hardcore days are done with that game. I just don't like the direction they're taking. More about engagement. Well, think she started blocking employees and ended up deleting her Twitter account. Right, and again, I've been in her shoes, so I don't know how evil and villainous she really is. When you're being attacked like that, you feel like that's your only recourse. It's just to block people and hide. Like, you just, you feel like everybody in the world is coming for your head and you can't win. No matter what you say, you're a villain. No matter what you say, the, 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 the verdict is already in. You know what I'm saying? when, When the verdict is in, nothing you say matters. So it's like, That's what I'm saying. I have no idea how bad or how active or passive she was in the whole scenario. But I know exactly what it's like to have the verdict already declared about you. So no matter what you say, you're a villain. She tried to push articles against whistleblowing. Yeah, she tried to push an article that was like the problem with whistleblowing or whatever. And there could actually be fundamental problems with whistleblowing because people tend to exaggerate, embellish, and and victimhood is very in style right now. So it'd be very easy for somebody to, like, whistleblow against a company, completely exaggerate, blow it out of proportion, get a bunch of press, and damage a company. And then that company's like, what the frick? No, that was a one instance and we handled it. What is this? Why is this in the press? But one one person can do that. Just one person has that power these days. They walked her out there to say exactly what the attorney the, the attorney told her to say. If you think anything different, I'm going to have to call you 
Uh, calling the naive card. Yeah, she was definitely probably just reading from a script. <laughs> she was assistant. Oh, I didn't know that. Um. So much for innocent before proven guilty. It's garbage. Uh, it's glory days are behind me. The situation with Lono turned my head, and then this guy's tweets just put me off the game in general. Yeah. I'm not telling people to continue to support or buy the product. I'm just saying I am always way more cautious to be like, dude, I'm pumping the brakes here. We need to let actual facts, evidence, investigations, and due process handle this, right? I, like that it's not it's not my job to, you know to to decide whether or not this person's good bad or whatever don't worry about that one she's a real piece of garbage right but again that's not I'm that's just not my place um not sure where Lono stands with this person but this guy is done streaming he got some big time medical job or something um, I don't think he actively tried to, to, to hurt me or in any way. I, I don't know. I don't know if he blocked me on Twitter or anything. Um, um, no, no, he didn't. He didn't. I think he just unfollowed me. He was always super, super nice. Wow. He lost a lot of weight. Good for him. He's looking sharp. Um, yeah, he was always very kind to me. I don't know what, what, where, you know, where he stood on everything when it happened. I don't think a lot of people knew what the frick to do. I think this is wholly different from your situation because here we have the state of California bringing a lawsuit. But I get your caution because those things can look one way until the facts come to light. Even with the lawsuit, Grumpy, you have to be, you have to be very, very careful because the lawsuit can have let's just say there's one person being charged grumpy let's just say there's one guy being charged with all this stuff okay he could be being charged with seven things and he's guilty of one but exaggeration embellishment vengeance you know a revenge kick a a slighted lover who knows and then he's charged with seven things and you find out that six of them are completely misrepresented. They're not. They're not accurate. They're made up. And you're like, oh well. I mean, charge him for the one thing then, right? That's the issue. Like, my, like I look at this situation. That's the first thing I think is, we cannot be the ones determining what happens here. We. It's not up to us. We could have it wrong. The claims could be embellished. The claims could be inaccurate. There could be 20 guilty people and not 75. Like we don't know. You got to let you got to let them handle it. And if during this process you withhold your support of the game, the companies, right? That's totally fine. That's your prerogative. But at the end of the day, I don't think that's actually going to hurt the people that are guilty that are going to be dismissed, fired or whatever. I don't think it's going to affect them at all. I don't. I think most of these people are going to leave with really nice severance packages and really nice golden parachutes and then life will go on and the company in five years will be, you know, hopefully for the people that are completely innocent, it'll they'll be back on a growth pattern for success. 
but in the immediate future, it's it's bad for anybody working there. Anybody working there, it's bad for. They're staring down the barrel of potential loss of revenue, profit, downsizing, you know, bankruptcy. Not necess- Maybe not necessarily bankruptcy, but individual departments could be looking, uh, you know, individual ones could be staring down the barrel of just complete shutdown of their project. The lawsuit is primarily about pay. The the other stuff are supporting examples. Right, and that's a perfect example. So let's say they're not paying people fairly and equally. Okay? You do an internal investigation, find out the root cause of it, get the bad actors out, right? Fix it. But does the company need to be upended because of that? Do people need to be out of their jobs and their projects canceled and their their livelihood threatened because you had people at upper levels? Like, how would you know about about people not being paid fairly? How would you know? What the? How would I know about that? Not sure how it works in the U.S., but in the U.K., the Crown Prosecution would not put up with victims and witnesses going to the public before a court case and can cause a mistrial. Uh, as here, you have the right to a fair trial. Yeah, the stuff garners the headlines. That's right. That's right. In this day and age, that gets the most clicks right now. You find out there's been misconduct at a company, right? This is why what what Hilly just said, right? The Crown Prosecution would not put up with victims and witnesses going to the public first because it can cause a mistrial and you have a right to a fair trial. This is why public accusations should be illegal. You shouldn't be able to do it. It disrupts any sense of due process and immediately damages a person, individual, or entity. Immediately, undue harm is is, is enacted on the person and the entity. It, it, a public accusation should be illegal for that reason. It disrupts any sense of due process in a fair trial, if there ever was one. Because you immediately put some other person in, in the position of harm, imme- it's a, it's a, it is immediate. It's immediate. It should be illegal. You should have to go through the proper processes. The minute you make a public accusation, you should then have to submit to a discovery process. Because like, well, okay, if you're going to ruin, if you're going to attempt to ruin and harm this person, okay, we're going to comb over everything. You just initiated an inquiry. We got to look into this now. Think about it. People tried to make parallels to what happened with me. Like, well, if he worked at a business. Yeah, if I worked at a place of business, there would have been an official inquiry and an official investigation. You don't just get to walk into the HR department and point a finger and be like, yeah, that guy, and then they just fire him. No, there's a formal investigation. They'd come over emails, camera footage on on, on the property. They'd come through all of it. All, all official communications would be discovered. It would go through discovery, including the person making the claim. So, like, that's what should happen. Is if you're going to come forward with a public accusation, that immediately should initiate a discovery process. That would shut a whole lot of these people up. They never would have said anything. And they wouldn't have opened their mouths. They'd be like, well, I'm not going to say anything. Because I know what's in my closet. I know what's in my DMs and my emails. Right? We, we, we're not, we're not going to survive that. That's why when this situation broke, and we find out, well, they've been investigating it since 2018. That's how long it took. It, it took that long for it to move along the legal process.
Because when you go through the proper channels, it's not as easy as throwing a couple of stones on Twitter. Honestly, a lot of these things are not legal issues, and technically no legal action was taken, so it's real murky. Right, well, in this scenario, it would be it would be illegal to not be paying people fairly. I mean, there are laws about that, so then they can be they can be prosecuted by the state for not abiding by the state law, the state the state labor laws. They're not they're not they're not living uh, according to the governance. The governance of the state says, "Well, you can't do that," and so that's and that's why that's the main focal point of the of the suit, more than likely. You can claim a, you can make claims about culture and be like, well, this guy said something one day in the lunchroom. The, the, the court's going to have a hard time slicing all that up if you don't have actual evidence that someone did something wrong. If, the, if there's not actual evidence of misconduct, there's a, it's a lot easier to prove you're not you're not you're not obeying the state laws if you're not paying people fairly. What I mentioned earlier was in UK and criminal cases. Yeah, I mean, this would be a civil case. I'm assuming it'd be a civil case because it's about labor and pay and not like a. If there are, if there, there were, apparently there were cameras in bathrooms. So that would be a criminal case. That would be a criminal charge against the people that knew of it and, and put it into place. And wherever the, if there was footage recorded or viewed, then that's a criminal charge. Those people would be likely locked up. Activision will move state to damage California if they push this. Question. We talk about justice of the case getting rid of the bad actors, but why do we think they can have an effect on hiring and not just firing? For what it's worth, Lono, I still can't get my head around what happened to you. It's actually crazy. Yeah. Isn't the one lady beat what happened with her being investigated? Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the more that was one of the more alarming things that hit headlines was that somebody was had been she had been messed with so much that she that's what that's what she decided to do and it's like that's absolutely freaking tragic what what is going on at this place like that's when it, that's when a lot of the public alarm bells started hitting the highest volume it's like what is what has been happening over there. <laughs> The Blizzard case is probably a weird quasi-administrative monster that isn't criminal, but it's the state. Sorry, administrative agency laws are, are a complicated beast. Right. Yeah, it's not criminal because it, if you go and you get hired at a job and you find out years later you were paid less because of who you are as a person, that's a civil suit, not a criminal suit. If you sued that company. I, I know people locally that were suing the police force for internal uh, mistreatment and ethics violations and favor trading and stuff. And it's a civil suit, not a criminal suit. The bathroom incident happened somewhere else and had gone to court already. Oh, really? 
Mythrax is asking for 400 likes. If you're just tuning in, we've been discussing Call of Duty losing players to Apex. Some people are saying that the Blizzard Activision lawsuit could be related with the players leaving. Also, Splitgate servers did get an update. I'll do a new segment on that here shortly as well. And Apex is going to be nerfing Seer in their next update. If you want to submit questions and have them show up on the screen like this, you do need to be a paying member. If you want to talk in my chat, you just need to be a subscriber. Subscribing is totally free, so be sure to hit that button. That way you don't miss my live streams and you can talk in chat. The lawsuit isn't against anyone. Yeah, the lawsuit is against the company. It's not against individuals. You think the yellow blends better? It's because of the reflection, Salty, because the red ones look killer outside. They look so killer outside. It's just the reflection when I'm in the office. We're trying to think of ways we can adjust lighting so the red ones look better when I'm in the office. Um, you can't take pictures of someone and just pass them around at a company event. Right. It's criminal someone... Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, that's that's a separate case more than likely, Creature. Wouldn't that be a separate case? That doesn't have anything to do with in, like unfair pay. It's not a matter over pay. Aren't they personally to blame as well for accepting the pay they got and not requesting and fighting for more? But Bowers, if you don't know, if you don't know, homie, that's the problem. If if you hire me and you're paying me less because if I was a woman, you're paying me less because of that. I might not know. You have no idea that you were like, yeah, pay her less, you know, pay her 10 grand less. She'll never know. What the f- How do you ask that? Well, are you paying me the same as my male counterparts? And they'd be like, and this is most this is a policy at most companies. We're not allowed to disclose the salaries of other employees. Right? We're not allowed to do that. So what that does is it creates a culture where no one asks and no one no one knows. So you can hire seven women in a row and underpay them and no one knows. Unless they all get together and say, well, we're all making 80 and all you guys are making 100 grand? What the frick? And now you have a pattern. And now, and, and, and now, you, and now you could say, you know, maybe internally the investigation and the discovery process unearths documents and emails that actually say, oh yeah, yeah we were paying them less. Yeah, and, they, and there's, they've been conditioned to not ask for more. Yeah, there's a whole thing. It's it's more elaborate than just like some like old dude that's like, hey, hey, we'll pay them less. Like it's a culture, and that's why the that's why the company's being taken to court because it's it went on for ten years. The courts have the final say over what the executive branch courts say and gives them legitimacy. But the court courts tend to deter strongly to the decisions of the agency. Isn't that illegal? They can't force you to not ask other employees. They'll try, they'll try to scare you. Oh, you can ask other employees 100%. You can ask them, but you couldn't go to the HR department and say, I want to know the salaries of everybody working here. They'd be like, we can't tell you that. That's private information. We're not going to tell you what Steve in the art department makes. No. Men ask for raises at three to four times the rate on more uh, and more likely to boot, do a bunch of stuff. How is this not accounted for? It's complex. Well, yeah, but if you're doing it for 10 years, I don't think you could say, well, they never asked for a raise. That sounds like a, that sounds like passing the buck. 
if for 10 years I hire people at my company and there's a pattern of me paying women less, you couldn't be, I could, if, if I get investigated, I couldn't be like, well, they never asked. Like, that's, come on. <laughs> I'm not saying that there aren't layers to the cultural divide there and why there is pay differences. I'm not going to say there aren't, there aren't factors that are more nuanced than just like a greedy dude with money being like hee 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 I'm gonna pay them less it's more complex than that this isn't a Disney movie but at the same time if it's been going on for 10 years you can't pass the buck and be like well they didn't ask (laughs) they didn't ask for more money (laughs) my company will fire people in a heartbeat if they are talking about pay for each other with each other oh really I'm not saying they didn't ask. There's just some difference between how we account for these. There are more factors, as I've said, than just like Scrooge McDuck, like hoarding his coins and saying, well, I'm not going to pay these people as much just because I I can get away with it. It is more nuanced than that. In my organization, the salary of anyone over 50K is on our website. Not the name, but the job role and pay and a number of people in that role. Right, And, and that's where... Oh, what was that? Shoot. There was something where um, a friend of mine, we were talking about this. He worked in, he works in local law enforcement. And he said that there's a lot of states that have gone with anonymous promotion within law enforcement because it needs to be about the person's record and their tenure and not about who they know. Too many too many like local law enforcement situations it's all about who you know so the wrong people get promoted and so some states have gone with anonymous it's anonymous they have a detective position that opens up and all these people apply and you don't know who they are they're like a number in a system and you can review their tenure and their record right what's their how's their arrest record look do they have any outstanding violations what's you know blah 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 and then they hire according to that so you can't be like well i know dave i'm giving it to dave you don't know who dave is in the mix and and a lot of the times they'll do it like that and an external board will determine who are the most qualified so the internal hiring process can't even be like, well, I know this is Dave because I know how long he's been on the force and I know how many violations he has. This is Dave. I'm bumping him to the top of the stack. A lot of the times they have like another, bo- like a board of people to do it. So in some of these situations, the easiest solution would be to say, start to institute anonymous it's anonymous like you don't you don't get to see the person you don't get to know who they are what they look like and then you do have to get to a point where they come to work and interview or they come in but at that point the pay and the qualifications and the hiring process is not determined by anything other than this is the pay for the job you are the most qualified applicant we have given the job to you you know I work in local government that's exactly how it works for us however you can still pick out people Uh, that you know apply but for the most part it is anonymous yeah a lot of local government and local law enforcement is going to anonymous because it creates that it creates that club it creates that unjust you know can become boys club or whatever it can become that it can become even worse because of of other things that can happen so it's like 
you you could start to see that shape internal uh, hirings and promotions at companies like this they could come out and say listen you the, the best way to remove bias and any potential you know slant or unjust promotion or hiring process the the, the salaries are set and it's all anonymous we don't even know until they're until they're until they're in the qualified stack we don't know to remove as much of that as we possibly can you cannot legally stop employees from talking to each other about pay yeah you're not allowed to do that it's like when they threaten people who are trying to like if if when like union talk starts to spread they're not allowed to come in and threaten you or fire you or for any of that yeah there are labor laws that protect you you are allowed to discuss your pay and you are allowed to off the clock gather and discuss like if you want to like unionize or whatever can't do it on the company dime that's that's understandable but they can't threaten you fire you or enact any kind of like uh punitive or disciplinary action on you as an employee if you tell your buddy how much money you make your oh your coworker how much money you make there's data showing that almost all interview and selection processes are not all indicative of who is going to be successful in a position if a baseline criteria for the position is met that's good definitely feels like they still do it or heavily insinuate it not allowed to stop people from unionizing doesn't mean they can't make something up oh sure <laughs> Sure, 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 sure. All of a sudden, you were late by one minute seven different times, and they're like, we're going to retroactively uh, write you up for all of those. I was, um, they did that. They did that at AT&T to a girl. All of a sudden, they retroactively stacked all her write-ups. They hadn't been writing her up for being late. She had been late off and on for like three months. And they suddenly were like, yeah, you're, we're firing you. And she was like, what? And they were like, yeah. And they showed her all the dates that she was late. And they like retroactively were like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to stack all these. And uh, your final warning was basically a couple of weeks ago. Now, she fought it and she won because there was a stipulation about you have to be given in person by a certain level of management the final warning. It has to be done in person and signed to, to give the person ample time to adjust their behavior. But because they tried to do it, she just ended up finding another job and she quit. They start creating a paper trail. Watch out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She fought it and she won because they they didn't do... There was a stipulation about the final warning and they didn't do that. And so therefore they couldn't jump to fire. They had to jump to final warning. And they're like, well, now you're on a final warning. So like the slightest... The, the slightest slip up. The slightest slip up. And they were, they were going to axe her. So she knew they were coming for her. So she just found another job. I forget why. I forget why. Like they didn't. They just. I. I don't remember. I don't remember. I remember. I remember thinking she was nice. She was. She was a little. She was kind of in that cliche, just like that. I don't understand why they're taking it so serious. Like she was late a lot, and I think they just got sick of it. And it was always by just like a minute or two, which you know, that adds up. But. You know, they looked the other way for a really long time, and 
they do for tons of people in those environments? Like, they're not firing people for being like one or two minutes late. That that you you'd be, I don't know, you'd be firing everybody because it's like the slightest bit of traffic. You come in, the computer's running a little bit slow, and then suddenly you're a minute late. You're like, dude, I was on time. I walked in the door with two minutes to spare. You know that that used to happen all the time. You'd get in, you would be on time, on camera, at the computer. And you'd sit there and be like, "What is going on? Why is the system so slow?" And then you'd and then you'd clock in a minute late, and you'd be like, "That's not fair! Like I was here on time." Well, you got to get here early to account for the computer's slowness. Like I'm not gonna get here early because <laughs> your computer stings. I hate I hated that that cor- that corporate culture drives me crazy. You know, you're only paying me for the forty hours, so you know you, you talk about company, you talk about time theft, right? Where like you take too long of a break or you clock in late it's like what about my time theft that adds up if i'm always having to show up 10 minutes early do i get to add all those minutes up and bill you for them no then shut the frick up i'll show up right on time (laughs) shut up i'm not allowed to steal time for you but you can steal time for me you know five minutes early is on time yeah and how many shifts do you work in a year do they owe you for all those five minutes that's what people should start doing. Turn the screws on the corporations. Be like, okay, fine. I'll show up 10 minutes every day. I'll log all those. And then I'm going to bill you for them at the end of the year. Since uh, you don't want me stealing time from you. If you steal time from me, that's billable. <laughs> that's billable. That adds up. I got to leave my house 10 minutes earlier than I typically do. Let's not talk about the fact that like, closing duties are just you're there until it's done add up all that time theft (laughs) Uh, when they restrict overtime I remember that Bulldog says do you think cheaters will move to Apex to follow the streamers to grief them Oh, a good chunk of them will oh yes oh yeah 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 Yep. they will 100% do that no question they, 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 one thing that I don't think people realize about the cheaters is cheaters love to mess with streamers. It happened all the time in Fortnite. It happened all the time in Fortnite. They would they would literally get in your game, try to get where you are, and and mess with you with cheats, aimbots, wall hacks, you know, whatever. Can we take a minute and appreciate the extreme irony of Lono talking about showing up to anything early? <laughs> hey. Hey. For for five years, I went live, like, religiously at 7.30, okay? We're not on that platform anymore, so I start when I friggin' feel like it. <laughs> uh, I've been told, you left 15 minutes early for lunch, and that means you were thinking about it for an hour, and that's list production. What? Uh, I took my last employer to court best thing it's free to do here you can ask for that time back yeah I'm just glad I work for a company that takes care of its employees oh yeah 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 there's a there's a lot to be gained when you can do that like keep the companies in line <laughs> yeah the real King Salty. I get the feeling that we are in the golden age of cheating and these big companies have, for the most part, turned a blind eye to the actual severity of it. You see more companies working together to try to fix these issues and bring more deterrent. 
I mean, the the issue is, I would think, is even bigger than just like, well, we need deterrence, right? The issue is that the business model doesn't necessarily allow for strong deterrence. You know? If, if, if your, if your business model is free to play, super full funnel, and then microtransactions to heck and back, okay? If that's your business model. A lot of the deterrence, a lot of the barriers, and a lot of the things that keep people from cheating are bad for that business model. You want to make it as easy as pie to get people, which making a pie is actually not easy, but you know what I'm saying. You want to make it as easy as possible for people to get into the game. And a lot of these, a lot of the, like, imagine Fortnite making it really, really hard to boot up, create an account, and do all these things. Why? Well, because they're creating barriers for the cheaters. Every, every barrier you create for a cheater is a barrier that might make somebody say, I don't want to go through all this crap, you know? I don't want to have to make this and do that and two-factor this. No, I don't want to do all that. I just want to boot up and play. Like They know once you hit so many barriers, right? It's like an alarm bell goes off in the person's head. And they're like, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm not even going to try and play now because they've not bought the game. Have you ever bought a game and they like make you make an account right at the beginning? I freaking hate that. The only reason I do it is because I have to. It's like, well, I bought the game. I want to play it. If a free game made me do that, I don't know. I might think twice. Like, I don't know. I can't be bothered to put in my email address and then confirm it and then, you know, log back in and all that. You know what I mean? I played some retro games this weekend and just realized that the 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 last song sound effects came from Joust. Oh, really? You boot into a Windows game mode and only match other players using Windows game mode OS. Oh, you're back on that. You've solved all of cheating with 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 that with with <laughs> with. <laughs> Paul's back on that kick that he knows the solution for all cheating and that cheating wouldn't find a way around that. And that's all these companies have to do and they just won't. I don't think it's that simple. Uh, <laughs> uh, do I tell him it means overtime because I was thinking about work in the shower? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was brainstorming about how to sell better, so you need to pay me for that. Hmm. My favorite is when an employer treats you like a robot and then asks why you do your job like a robot. That's right. That's right. Uh, what's your opinion on Sears nerf? Do you think just getting rid of the flashbang effect will be enough for others or do they need to do more to the legend? They've not... We, we uh, Let me give you the news report on it because they've not actually said exactly what they're going to do uh, with Seer. But let me let me read through the report because they they did indicate it's on a Reddit. It's actually on like a Reddit thread uh, that he's he's getting nerfed. Like they basically confirmed it. I I many people this morning said it's the flashbang. A lot of people zeroed in on that. So that's probably one of the things they're going to be looking at. If I I don't know. Um, 
if if that's if that if that is something that they look at but let me let me give the, let me give you the news on what their commentary on it was we might be able to deduce a, a, a guess hey thanks for watching another SNTR short this is gonna be about the incoming apex legends seer nerf if you like these short video game news segments hit subscribe and the bell button that way you don't miss my uploads or use the link below to check out my live stream where I stream every single day. So if you're unaware, Apex Legends Season 10 got, you know, off to a start with Apex Legends Emergence on July the 26th, and Seer was one of the central pieces of that offering, as well as a lot of map updates. But shortly after the launch of this season, people were really zeroing in on just how they felt he was too strong. And the gamer reported on this. Respawn hosted a Reddit AMA a couple of days ago to discuss the new season as well as Seer. When asked about what the studio thinks about him and whether there will be any balancing updates, gameplay engineer Travis said this. Seer has launched strong, which was the hope. He also brought a lot of new gameplay elements to the game, HP bars, interrupt, uh, which has driven a lot of discussion with players, which is great to see. With that being said, It is probably a bit too strong at the moment and will receive some balance updates in an upcoming patch. So they are they're admitting out of the gate that he's he's probably too strong out of the box. They're going to have to mess with some of his features. Now, I don't know if they go into detail, but Travis clarified and continued his thoughts. The intent was strong and not broken. I think you can look back at some of our previous legends and see that we missed the mark there, where they were picked a lot in the first week and then they fall into obscurity. At the end of the day, we we just can't know exactly how something is going to land in the wild with 100% accuracy. Seeker is too strong right now and we'll be looking to adjust him soon in an upcoming patch. Now, it's interesting that he said that a lot of the newer characters, people pick them a bunch during the first week, and then they end up going into obscurity. A lot of people just this week said some of the newer characters, they felt like that happened to. Not not necessarily Valkyrie, one of the most recently new newly added characters. Valkyrie is, is pretty uh, commonly chosen, especially in the competitive metas. But some of the other characters, just this morning, people were saying, like, yeah, they, they didn't even last that long. Lots of people don't even pay any attention to them now. Some of that might be because of nerfs, and some of that might be because they just weren't strong enough from the outset. Now, according to this report, elsewhere in the Reddit AMA, Respawn also confirmed the next-gen update for Apex Legends is being worked on. And here's the quote. Oh man, I wish I had an update to share, but we can't say anything definitive at the moment, so we can't spoil anything here. Trust us, though, it's in the works, and we're excited about it, too. This was the director of communications, R.K. Rigney, confirming that the next-gen update is being worked on, but they cannot say or show anything at the moment. But one of the engineers, Travis, indicating that they already know there are elements of Seer that are too strong. Now, you can see the philosophical shift in how they approach this by them saying, we wanted it to be strong and not broken because previous legends were ignored shortly after their launch, which makes sense. A lot of the times, I think companies are hesitant to throw out something that's broken or overpowered, and they can overcorrect and launch a character that's very safe and very boring, and that character does not disrupt the meta or even get a footing in the meta because there's already established characters and choices and team comp that most players are going to gravitate toward. 
Seer, seemingly, they went with another strategy. They said, listen, we want this character to be strong from the very, very beginning, so they erred on the other side of caution. We'd rather the meta get shaken up and have some power on the field and cause some good conversations that ultimately then leads to some tweaking on the back end. So, we'll report on the adjustments once we see them and once they announce them. And as always, if you like these short gaming news videos, hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next one. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and roll into the split gate news as well, since we're already kind of, uh, we're already kind of in the mode of doing these. We've only got this one left and then I'll, I'll continue to take questions, uh, from you guys. So split gate, uh, did some updates and their server queue times are significantly better and you guys know me I'm a huge supporter of this game use the split gate command if you want to use my code uh, my referral code if you decide to get the game and try it out hey thanks for watching another SNTR short this one's going to be about the split gate server update that they have put into position and a lot of announcements and queue time changes if you like these short gaming news videos Hit subscribe and then the bell button so you don't miss my uploads or check out my main channel linked below where I live stream every single day. So this is obviously a long time coming after about two weeks of trouble. I I believe that the Halo Infinite technical test actually made things worse for Splitgate because everybody who couldn't get into the Halo Infinite technical test was downloading the newly made available for free in beta on console version of Splitgate as well as once the Halo Infinite technical test was over, a lot of people were probably diving in right now. So the July 7th, the July 27th launch did not happen. They delayed the game and they've been plagued with server issues ever since. PC Gamer reported that people are going nuts over Splitgate's open beta, reaching new record numbers of concurrent players every day. But the arena shooter's popularity has come at a cost, with queue times quickly exceeding 90 minutes. Now, developer 1047 Games has announced that due to a breakthrough trying to increase server capacity, queue times are now down to 5 minutes on average and 30 minutes at most though things may look slightly different over the weekend when more players join the game. Now, I saw reports over the weekend from the official Splitgate Twitter that they had queue times down to an average of about 10 minutes. So it wasn't at, it wasn't all the way down to 5, but it wasn't up at the 30 either. So even with the increased traction and activity and logins and people trying to play over the weekend, especially with content creators all throughout the week telling people to download and check it out, after the you know the wake and the ripple that the Halo Infinite technical test made, they managed to survive and have a very, very good weekend. They pushed another update out over the weekend as well. The conversation from the report goes on to say, a further update included a stability fix and features such as kicking players who idle in the menu for too long. It brought the queue, time, uh, queue times down even further and even managed to reduce the wait to nothing for a short period of time. So there was even a short period of time where... There was no wait at all. Over on the new Splitgate status Twitter account, the team says that it will continue to work on the servers to eliminate queues. Just in time too, Splitgate hit another record with 67,000 players on PC only, according to the Steam database. 
1047 continues to be very transparent and attentive, not only on Twitter, but also on TikTok, where the devs post answers to frequently asked questions such as anti-cheat measures and skill-based matchmaking. Splitgate does not have a firm release date yet, but it's expected to drop sometime later this month. So we are recording this August the 9th. We still do not know when it's supposed to land in August, but I have been telling people there's no reason not to try out this game. I think it's very tight, very crisp, and very, very fun. It's a really, really good, I think, arena shooter in a landscape where it's ripe right now for arena shooters to come in and land. I think people are a little bit tired of the Battle Royale genre. It is uh, it is a bit of a mix, and uh, we continue to analyze the, the player behavior with respect to Halo Infinite as well. Uh, as Splitgate, because we do we do consider the arena shooter a genre that is in a position to have a bit of a comeback right now. So we played both the Halo Infinite technical tests. I offered my commentary on that, and we continue to play Splitgate and and try it out off stream and on stream. I even tried it and did a thirty minute upload to my SNTR gaming channel. If you want to check out the SNTR gaming channel. It's designed to have little short 30-minute uploads. As always, if you like these short gaming news videos, hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next one. Uh, You tried gun game yesterday. It was super fun. Yeah, my wife came in, and she uh, she dropped off my food, and she knocked my glasses onto the food. And then she, like, smacked my glasses uh, back off the food. And then when she left, she bumped into the stupid umbrella. We got the, all the lighting in here. We've met, we're messing with all of it. So it's a bit of a disaster in the office right now. I, I unintentionally created a bit of a, an obstacle course for her when she comes in here. Because we were working all day yesterday trying to get everything ready for the, uh, the studio changes and the studio update. Um. Mm-mm. Dead games, Splitgate, bunch of liars. I don't know why Hilly is super toxic about Splitgate. I think he he's afraid to to try it because he knows he'll like it. He's a he's he's a Halo fanboy, um, and so I think he's I think he's scared to try it. He's you're you're afraid of how it'll make you feel. Uh, um, there we go. Stop hawking, stop hawking your gaming channel in my shorts. No. Wait a minute. What do you mean your shorts channel? Um, purple platform do better uh, is trending. <laughs> uh, that's part of their DNA, isn't it? We'll do better. We'll do better. We'll do better. Mm-hmm. That's like part of their DNA. Uh, let's see what other questions we have. What's your opinion? Oh, wait, hang on. Silent Warrior. With all the streamers uh, leaving Call of Duty for Apex, do you see an uptick in cheaters? Oh, yeah, we got this question in multiple different ways. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. 100% this is you're, you're gonna you're gonna see it shift a lot of cheaters are just gonna come over 
to uh, to Apex now. We need 14 more likes for 400 likes. Appreciate you guys tuning in today and uh, smashing like, taking the poll, talking in chat, all the things. Um, what the actual frick? We got... Yeah, that's not... This is not... I haven't. I have. I've, I've only checked it once or twice today, creature. It hit. We got. We got. We're getting. I don't. I don't trust it, dude. They're messing with stuff again. Purple should just come out and say we're not getting any worse. <laughs> right? No, that's not it at all. No, we stalled out. We uh, we stalled out 30 minutes ago, which doesn't make any sense either because we were just, we were like 400 and all of a sudden we spiked up to like 450, 470, but you can't see it in the back end. I thought, oh wow, we're getting our second win three hours in, but the back end, the numbers are stuck. It's doing that thing again where they just freeze. We'll talk, we'll talk later. The ear licking meta is really potent right now. Yeah. Yeah, we were cruising for the first half of the show, even when we were talking about like serious stuff. Something's been off since around 10. Yeah. Yeah, Zubair, they did a 4K, some kind of 4K ray tracing thing um, for Hellblade on Xbox Series X. Apparently, uh, anti-cheat police department, um, there's already, yeah, there's cheaters in Splitgate. I mean, we knew they would come.
That's one game I might actually play on 4K. I'd rather have the frames in most cases. I would rather have the frames in Hellblade, though. At minimum, well, minimum 60. Minimum 60. Still strongly considering getting a 4K 120 OLED, but it's stupid unnecessary purchase. On the other hand, I want it. Four K sixty over ten eighty or fourteen forty one twenty all day, especially on large screens. Yeah, on big TV screens, four K sixty is the is kind of the sweet spot. If you guys are just tuning in, we talked about Call of Duty players leaving and going to Apex, Splitgate servers getting an update, and the Apex Legends uh, Seer nerf is incoming. We had questions on the screen. Uh, paying members can do that. You got to be a subscriber to talk in chat. So if you need to hit subscribe to say something in chat, we'd love to welcome you. You can also take our poll at the top of chat. Right now, I'm eating my lunch, and we will be, um, we'll be transitioning to gameplay. Today we're playing Ghost of Tsushima in anticipation of, uh, in anticipation of the. Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut that is out there on the horizon this month. Oh, what? And we'll schedule it for. Today at one. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Mm-mm-mm-mm. 
You guys in Discord, you guys are debating cheating? On a USB device to run walls on Warzone on my Xbox? What, um... I can't keep up with what's being discussed. <laughs> so I'm like... Just seeing bits and pieces. When did I play Ghost? There it is. Mm. Copy all those. Paul's arguing that cheats cannot run natively on console. We're arguing that it'll happen eventually and that using a capture card is still cheating on console. Oh. Well, what difference does it make if the cheating is cu- is there? I mean, I mean, obviously, that adds a barrier so it's not so rampant and it's not so, you know, it's not so everywhere. Not missing anything. I mean, I didn't think so. <laughs> mm, customization, add redirect. Some days when um, I'm like clicking around on YouTube, it's like really snappy. I've cleared the question queue too. If you guys want to use the remainder of the stream for more off-topic or AMA questions if you'd like as a paying member to do that. It's going to be racing games at 1440-120 and other games at 4K60. Yeah, what's good, King Arthur? Me and the fam are good. Thank you for asking. I'm just eating right now. Watching watching Discord chat. <laughs> Debate cheat, what, what cheating natively means. <laughs> yeah, yeah, William. You just use the question command. Yeah, and then type your question after it. 
I'm not sure if this has been asked. I absolutely don't mean any malice, but is there any reason you're not verified on YouTube? Is it because of the multiple channels? They changed that process a while ago. You have to have like 100,000 subs now. Um, some, uh, some people get verified before then, and I don't know how they do it, but... Yeah, our goal right now is to hit 50k, and then I'd love for the other the other two channels uh, to hit 10. So that's what we'd like to see happen over the next you know six months or so. It's 50k here and 10 on the other two. conversation with YouTube they would verify you I mean I'm excited to to lean in and be a more a part of what's going on and you know say I can't talk about what I saw but like give feedback on what I saw and then hope they start rolling out a lot of the I saw a lot of good things you know they're talking to you you have a lot to bring to the table on how to make streams here better oh i i told them too there was a couple ideas i was like yeah i talked to purple about that and they didn't listen to me <laughs> have you ever thought about using your great commentating skills in another field for example uh game spot sports anything really you're so good at it not that i want you to um, I mean, I, when I had an agent, that was the, that was the kind of, that was the kind of work I was trying to expand into, um, was, uh, was casting, shout casting and hosting. I don't, I don't really know if that's even possible. You know what I mean? In, anymore. I think in-person stuff is just going to continue to struggle uh, going forward, um, you know, there's conferences people have planned for for next year that I, I I think are right now already starting to like, I don't know, you know, so.
It's 1k for partner and then 100k for the check mark. Um. I'm asking because I left purple behind as well. Look at how things have been moving and shaking over here. Like, do a lot of research on how to be dis- like, on how to leverage discoverability on YouTube because it's much better over here in that regard. Plus more freedom to not be trapped in one genre or the old school directory. Diversification is still incredibly hard in this industry. Um, like diversification is extremely hard. There's a lot of reasons for that, right? It's just that has to do with human behavior. It has to do with trends. It has to do with building community. Like so much of what you're trying to do when you're growing an audience and growing a brand in streaming, some of it, so much of it is, um, is is growing community, and it's really really hard to grow community around around shifting sands. You know what I mean? Like, it's a bit of a cheat code. I was I talked about this with YouTube, so I'm not going to say what they said. I'll just tell you what I told them. I said building a community around one game, it's a bit of a cheat code. There's they're already there. They already like it. You know, it be it would be like start a, start a local club uh, for fans of you know for fans of baseball you're going to have so many people that already have decided they like baseball you don't have to convince them that baseball is dope right but if you're going to try and convince a bunch of people to come listen to you talk about a bunch of different sports well that's entirely different because maybe they only like baseball and they don't like any other sport maybe they only like golf or soccer or whatever and when that happens then they have to like you or your club or your product enough to show up hang out support no matter what so like you may love gaming but there may only be a handful of games that really scratch where you itch and so most of the time you know you're you're, it's uh, it's it's not as easy because you have to basically decide that I'm entertaining enough 
or the show is good enough and then that's what the community unites around because you're not united in a game anymore again the game is the cheat code it's like everybody has already decided they like you know people that make content about you know world of warcraft the the audience has already decided they like world of warcraft so now all they have to decide is are you a good place to get information or have conversations about world of warcraft it's an easy that's that's an easier question for them to to answer and then they show up kind of no matter what they're like well as long as world of warcraft's being talked about i'll show up you know why because i like world of warcraft what we're trying to do is i'm trying to convince you the show and and my entertainment style and the value is good enough to show up no matter what we're talking about and that's a lot harder to do because you don't a new viewer comes in they don't know who i am they don't know who I am. They don't know if they like me. They, they might think I'm a jerk or an arrogant. They might not like my voice. They might not like the scene setup or my hairstyle. And then they're just not going to watch. Right? So it's a lot It's a lot harder. It's, it's, it's a more challenging uh, hill to climb. And lots of people... Lots of people center themselves and their community and their channel around one game at least initially because it's the cheat code it's how you get to a size large enough where um you get large enough to to do what all these call of duty streamers just did right they're they're big and successful enough to say i'm gonna go play something else and the audience is like, well, we like you enough to come with you. So. I try to be here as much as I can. Oh, I mean, I, I, it's not even, it's not about that, Sven. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm not talking about this audience in particular. I'm just answering his, uh, William's question. Dauntless says, curious, you've been here for a year now. Do you still agree that purple was the hardest to grow and get noticed on? Or has that grind been just as hard over here on YouTube I mean if you already have an audience if you have people that you can get to show up at the beginning of your stream I could I could probably right now coach coach somebody and and walk them through how to grow a successful live streaming channel on YouTube I think I could do it if you already have people that you know can tune in moment one, right? You have an existing audience. You have folks that can show up. I could walk you through it. I could. I'm not going to do that for free. I'm not giving away anything we learned for free. I'm not doing that because it's too easy for that to either get changed or used against what we've, you know, our success or, you know, unfortunately in this business when you start to figure things out you kind of have to keep it to yourself because look at what happens I'll give you an example all those channels that are like here's how to grow your YouTube and they were like everybody should be using the community tab and polls and what happened everybody started doing polls and using the community tab 
to the point that it got kind of absurd and that's all your sub feed was was people submitting community tab polls and then the same thing happened with the shorts right so now they're everywhere so if you figure if you figure something out on YouTube unless you're a channel that deals in that like that disseminating that information you should freaking keep it to yourself <laughs> I'm serious I'm being more shrewd than I used to be I used to give away all the trade secrets I don't do that anymore it's too competitive it's too cutthroat it's too difficult and boy you gotta get in while the getting is good it's like it's like finding out there's a sale on a really nice item at some store and just being like well I'm gonna buy it all for myself I'm not gonna promote the fact that there's a sale going on over here you gotta get in and get you know and and strike while the iron's hot as it were people have to keep in mind we were fighting a war on like nine fronts too if we just had one fight to fight on a fresh channel we'd be murdering right now and that's just not the case yeah our biggest battle was that we took a channel that was primarily upload and started doing live if you, if I, if you knew you could get people to show up when you clicked the live button and you had a fresh and a new channel I could walk you through and give you all the tricks and all the tips of the trade to get your channel into a into a just a humming machine and uh, unfortunately we cannot afford to say anything that we've learned we can't can't afford to do it because then it spreads and then everybody else starts taking advantage of it and then YouTube feels like people know too much and then they change stuff around and then all of a sudden you're kind of back to square one if, if, if you think you've got something figured out on YouTube you keep it to yourself because if not if you get if you let the word out then everybody starts using what you figured out and then YouTube adjusts how impactful it is because there's channels that use it for for manipulation there's bot channels there's there's all sorts of people that would use it for ill okay they would use it for ill and then youtube has to adjust whatever it is you think you figured out so we've gotten a lot more vague and we don't really say like we obviously will say hey man you know i guess that wasn't a great topic not as many people tuned in but We've tried to really minimize now how much we focus on and talk about those aspects of the business because we know for with we know with 100% certainty people watch this channel and try to glean from what we're doing whether it's topic choices thumbnail design there are people that are hang out in here every day that will literally hear oh he says he's going to talk about that and they'll try to jump they'll try to jump on the topic ahead of us What came of your talks with YouTube about streaming? I felt very encouraged. I just hope timeline for implementation on a lot of what I saw. I just hope it doesn't take for forever because I saw. I thought I saw a lot of good things. I can't tell you what I saw, but I saw good things. Imagine they showed me ten different things. I think nine out of ten were 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 good. Were good ideas, but you know. I have no idea when it's supposed to land. There were YouTubers saying that in January. They were like, man, we're, we're seeing some really good things in the back. We're seeing some really good things coming, and virtually nothing has happened. Um, they seem very, very slow 
uh, to bring things to bring to bring changes to market. They just seem very very slow. Have you considered spreading misinformation? <laughs> uh. I there yeah there has been times I've thought about doing that Zubair like trying to smoke out the people that clearly watch the stream for content ideas. Um, I think it was easier to spot when I talked Destiny. I think some people like literally set their their week of topics. They'd sit in one of my streams and would just jot down like six ideas and just yank all my stuff and make them into videos, right? Um, and it's harder to do that now because I'm talking about all sorts of random things throughout the day. But I've thought about that being like, I think I'm going to do something, you know, next week about this and just see if somebody tries to jump it. Somebody tries to jump the topic. Are they original ideas? A couple of them, Dan, like I said, we have pretty, we have like almost within, I would say about a 90% certainty rating. There were a couple of things I said on stream and within 24 hours, the idea and the topic and even the phraseology was, was replicated in another video. I mean, like phrasing was the same. Come on. <laughs> so we just keep on keeping on like come on you're, you're not you're not gonna hurt um you know you're not gonna hurt you're not gonna hurt me with that so we've just um we've just learned to be more tight-lipped about what we're doing and why we're doing it and what we've learned um it sounds paranoid, but people have done it. I remember this one dude would copy reviews from smaller guys uh, and then said he wasn't plagiarizing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Namor didn't happen. I don't have an axe to grind or anything to prove. I don't care if you believe me or not. It doesn't matter. We've just really changed our approach in, in just how transparent we are with stuff, you know. Um, how do you keep coming with ideas for content? Actually wondering if you had tips. Yeah, that again, I'm not going to give you our, our tools of the trade. <laughs> I'm not giving away the tools of the trade and how we and what our process is. No. <laughs> um, oh, you meant the YouTube stuff, Dan. Are they original ideas? I don't want to. I, I, I'm under NDA, so I can't say anything other than I saw good stuff and I'm encouraged. I don't want to even remotely hint at what I saw. I can say. I, I, it looks good but that's about all I can say I can't even hint at details oh that felt good make me a successful streamer Lono mm. can you tell us the opposite of what you saw <laughs> uh, no I mean like I said though in January or February there were a bunch of YouTubers that said the same thing they're like we saw a bunch of stuff that's coming down the road and it all looks really really good I'm saying the same thing I'm like this all looks really really good it's just a matter of timeline like when's this gonna land when is any of this gonna land there was a lot that they showed me it doesn't all need to land at the same time you know uh, I guess if you share then everyone steal it so I totally understand yeah 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 
Rule number one about being a successful streamer. Don't ask the guy in the chair crap. What? I think it's funny the people or the community started users. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. I, we've just we've just learned that in this industry, we have to be a little bit more shrewd and a little bit more like, you know, secretive. Um, and we've all and we also know that like if you're doing something well, people will try to replicate it. It could be thumbnail design, it could be how you title and describe a video. It could be it could be topic selection. We know that if we're doing if if you're doing good practices, people will take notice and mimic what you're doing. Like there's nothing you can do about that. There's no reason to really even take that personal. That's just being a good YouTuber, like paying attention to how other people handle their talk shows or set their scenes up or you know, formulate topics, thumbnails, all of that and sort of being like, "Oh, they did this and this really was worked really really well." Right? The most discouraging thing I've heard in the last year about YouTube is when Harris Heller said that after all their research, they concluded that the content didn't matter as much as the thumbnail. (laughs) He said it was so discouraging. He said some of their best content underperformed and they always went back and when they would do their own little research and tests and look at things, they all concluded it was thumbnail. A really, really good thumbnail would make weaker content outperform. And he said, that's both helpful, but also really, really discouraging. <laughs> you know? And it's true. It's true. You you aren't in the show, so what's going to make you click on it? The thumb. You know? That stupid little thumbnail. This is what kills me, though. Everybody does this in their thumbnails now. Like, oh, everybody's doing the oh no face. Everybody. It's like, eventually that's going to lose its, its, its clickism. Everybody, it's going to lose its efficacy because everyone's doing it. <laughs> Harris is insanely helpful when it comes to helping out, but even he has stuff he won't share. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because he, especially the more time you spend on YouTube, the more you realize if you figure something out, you better keep your dadgum mouth shut. Right? Because if not, all you have to do is look at the channels that do that. They light YouTube on fire. They're like, everybody should start using polls. And then everybody uses polls. And it's like, well, this isn't going to be effective. This is obnoxious. You know? I hate the surprised face stuff. I'm telling you, it works. It works. I'll look at a, I'll look at a, 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 a search result. I'll search for something, and I'll get like five results. And in the top five, the one with the O face is is doing just fine. I oh, it drives me nuts. Drives me nuts. You think the O oh no face is your ally? You merely adopted the O oh no face. That's right. You finally appear in my sub feed again for the last month. You were gone. We know. <laughs> we know, we know that I'm I'm finally showing up in sub feeds again. We we are aware of that. Thank you for letting us know that uh, that it it uh, it has been that has been resolved. We appreciate knowing that. Prove it, Dark Soul Friday with the oh no face. 
Can you do a Bane impression? I used to do a Bane impression all the time, yeah. I I don't like doing stuff on command, though. Makes me feel weird. Does this mean we're getting your mug on thumbnails as well? What I should do is we should pioneer completely different faces on thumbnails. Just like... Just like disappointed faces. Like... Just... Just as little emotion as possible. (laughs) Just a thumbnail that's just this. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) That's all. all. He doesn't look like he's having a good time. (laughs) He looks asleep. That's what we'll do. We'll do sleeping ones. Just like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I'm not clicking on that. Well, why? He looks like he's asleep. He's not even enjoying himself. Why would I go in that stream? Who wants to watch some guy be bored? And I would totally get into it too. I'm like, this game's so boring. <laughs> uh, I haven't used the sub feed in three years. I just used the home feed. No, yeah, we, we, we know we know we weren't showing up on people's feeds, sub feeds, and home feeds. We know, and we're we're happy. We're happy that we 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 figured it out. There you go, there you go. That's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> T Bone got it. T Bone got it in the Discord. That's perfect. <clears throat> this is the best game ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's it. That's a thumbnail. Just come in and hang out. There you go. I'm like half asleep. You guys want to see? I'll show you. <laughs> I'll show it to you. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on, hang on. I gotta get it. On. I gotta get it on the gaming rig. It takes a second. There you go. <laughs> That's it, dude. That's our new thumbnail format. That's our new thumbnail format. Just <laughs> this. This is the. <laughs> This is the level of emotional investment you're going to get, you know, playing Dark Souls, Ghost of Tsushima, Hellblade, doesn't matter. That's it. Just, I don't care, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Welcome to sleep. Welcome to sleepy time, nap time, where we're barely awake. You were always on the sub feed, but now you're finally back up the top post when opening the app. Well, that's good. That'll slowly, that'll slowly fix itself. Like more and more people are probably seeing me and then coming in. So that's exciting. Um, was going to ask about that with a success of faces and thumbs, if that would be helpful to SNTR. Well, you see the problem. The problem is, though, is there is... Hang on a second. Let me get a darker screen up there because of the reflection. There's an element to 
um, how do I want to say this? There's doing what you know works, and then there's squaring that with the ch- with your brand. Okay, I know face thumbnails play, but it's got to square with your brand. I'm I'll, I'm gonna let you guys in on one thing we learned, and creature won't care if I share this. You know those short videos I do in the evening where I'm like, hey guys, here's what's coming tomorrow. We got unsubs when I did the cheesy thumbnails. When I stopped doing cheesy thumbnails in the evening, it 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 we stopped having so many people unsub. I'm not kidding you. This I'm not joking. This is not exaggeration. We literally checked. We had like seven of them in a row where we lost subs every time they went up. And then I went to like older ones where I didn't upload like a cheesy goofy thumb. I would just pick a vertical thumb because it gives you like three to choose from, right? It gives you like three to choose from. For some reason, if I went with the default kind of vertical, kind of like this is clearly not a full-fledged video, those thumbnails, I think they look terrible, but fine. If I did the cheesy ones where I was like like it wasn't the titles dauntless no nope we went back and checked i was like i got seven of them in a row right here with slightly bait titles like i don't know what i'm going to do or you know i'm not surprised or whatever and they would perform just fine but if it was like the slightly bait vague title with a cheesy thumb it would hit the feed and we would lose people I think it's off. It's too off brand. It's just too off brand. Look at those thumbnails over there. Call of Duty losing to Apex Legends. Ghost of Tsushima gameplay. Just look. Those look freaking great. And then all of a sudden, you got this in your feed, and you're like, what? Who is this idiot? And you just unsub. Right? I'm telling you best practice you got to square best practice with your brand because you can watch a video right now and some youtuber is going to be like here are all the best practices and things to do some of that might not square with your brand it might not work with how you want to what kind of content you want to create you know We say that every time we come in. That's right. I don't like any of the shorts things from anyone except you and one other place. I don't want YouTube to be TikTok. Right. Right. I've unsubbed from... I don't know what LTT is because that's all they do now. Are people really that liberal with their subs? I don't know. I'm still subbed to people I don't watch, probably out of laziness. Oh, don't ever... Yeah. we. I don't want to go down that road. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, there are weird things that were happening. Is my green screen acting up? It is. It is. We're not, we're not getting a great, we're not getting a clean green screen right now. Um, did I just make myself like orange? Hmm. stupid 
we've fiddled with the lighting so much for this new studio update that we're doing did you get a new camera no we've just fiddled with lighting same camera oh Linus Tech Tips got it I unsub from channels uh, I, if they dominate the feed yep I was like who was uh who was it that I love split gate clicked on it and saw Hilly spit my drink from my monitor laughing? I think I love Splitgate. I've great oh 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 yeah, Hilly's changed his name. What camera are you using? A Sony A6000. It's a mirrorless uh DLSR. Gaming may be the only channel I'm sub to, and that's because I have to to talk. Yeah, a lot of people don't. Yeah, you. there are people like Eugene that just don't sub. They just bookmark channels. That's another thing. That's a, that's a freaking thing. They don't sub. They just bookmark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, la- the last question was just another one from East Coast, o- East Coast Overlord about dosing and cheating and stuff. We've already answered enough of those questions. I'm not going to answer that one. DS, DSLR? I thought it was DLSR. DSLR, whatever. Yeah, mirrorless DSLR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. How's the build going? Saw the foam. When's the reveal? We're hoping to reveal this week. I, I would love to tomorrow, but we gotta do scene changes so that it works. Um, I couldn't take your advice, Dauntless. I liked the way yours looked, but there was no way I was gonna be able to consistently get straight cuts. I was gonna have to... I would've had to invest twice the time and work to do that we did some cutting but I'll, I'll explain it whenever you finally get to see the finished product the only time I unsubbed you was when you were too focused on numbers and algorithm <laughs> Marco's like oh I'll help your algorithm focus Lono <laughs> I'm freaking unsubbing bro <laughs> uh, oh I need to upload the recordings hang on a second A6000? Yeah, I'm using a cam link. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, there we go. This guy once subbed? Unsubbed. <laughs> it was hard, like... Creature will, will vouch. It was really hard not to talk metrics because it was like... I, I told Creature this the other day on the phone. I said, I can grind for the next five years and just slowly grow an, an, an empire, right? I can do that. I can get into the mental state where I have the fortitude and the grit and the determination of like, I can do this for the next five years. Like every day, boom, 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 boom. Go, go, go. I said, all these unknowns, all these like, things that we don't have any explanation for. We're like, why are we getting punished? Did we do something wrong? Like, that I can't take. That frustrates me. That puts me into a tailspin of confusion and like, and feeling like, what what did we do wrong? 
and that just poured over into the stream because some of it was we kind of wanted to hear from the audience like what the frick is happening like why are so few people showing up and and why did this number go down or why did that number go down right like all those unknowing it's just it made it so hard just to focus on the work it was like and also the workflow. I'd be working till like eleven o'clock at night, and then I and then we, I would have the next day would hit, and the numbers would be in the toilet. And I'm like, what? I can't do this, man. I don't have a life. I was up until eleven o'clock working on this this stream and getting it re- and getting it ready. And uh, my PlayStation wasn't turned off properly. Oh, bull! Yes, it was. <laughs> I do a full shutdown. I do not do the rest anymore and that's why because when I unplug it and move it whatever give me one second The whole thing was just getting Delono a bit and his content suffered as a result. That's the worst part about it Marco is that if your numbers are struggling, talking to the people in the audience that are there is the is the absolute worst audience to talk to about it. That they're your loyalists, they're the ones that are still there. They're not the ones that left. They're not the ones that unsubbed. Right? You see what I'm saying? And so it's like it, <laughs> It, and then you and then I would get stuck and I'd be talking about it and I would wish that I wasn't talking about it. I'm like, I hate that I'm talking about this because I know this is literally th- this is the worst audience to talk to about it. These are the people that are here no matter what. These are the most loyal viewers that I have and I'm sitting here griping about um, about numbers to them and they're like, why are you griping about numbers to us? We're here. Oh, it's such a mental trap, dude. It's such a mental trap because you know, you know that like you shouldn't be doing it. You're like, I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be, you know, talking about numbers to, to an audience that is, that is here and is being loyal and is being awesome. And yet you still, if we were just getting that mental, like narrative rut. And I'm like, I I can't not talk about it. Dude. It's so frustrating. Like, you know, especially because it was pretty personal for me. Like my numbers weren't down because of like topic choice or decisions I was making with the brand it was like no my numbers are down because I got personally attacked by a, a, a you know a triple a AAA billion dollar you know developer <laughs> yeah it was a little bit it was a little bit harder to take on the chin and just keep on running it was like it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't the same as being like oh we picked a bad topic it was like no i'm having to completely rebuild my business because these guys targeted me Rawr! like it was so hard not to not to get stuck in the mental rut it really was i was talking about my friend over the weekend they you know they came over for for like a cookout and he was just asking me about it you know he was just asking me about what it was like and i was like dude i was like it was so hard because it was like everything we did wasn't working and then once we finally did get it working we got we got the, the the chair kicked out from under us as soon as we thought we had our footing we got tripped up again and it was so hard and he was like I can't imagine this is what he said he's like I can't imagine having to go through all that and still turn the camera on and be live and be entertaining in the midst of all of it 
He's like, I don't know how you did that. <laughs> he's, he's like, he's like, I got to give it to you. He's like, most people wouldn't have been able to do that. You know, you, you just had to jump back on and keep on going and and put on a show and be entertaining in the midst of all of that. And it was just like, yeah, it was it was friggin' hard. You know. Yeah, Marco, it's like it's like when you're driving and you get really, really angry at the traffic and deep down you know you're just making yourself more angry and yet you still do it, right? Like, you know, you know that it isn't helping. You know it's not helping your mental state to sit there and scream and get angry at the traffic and yet you do it anyway. You get caught up in the moment. You get you get caught up in the frustration of the of the situation, and you know you do it anyway. So it's like it. Uh, they launched dark mode for YouTube on the dashboard. Oh, this is so nice. This is so pretty. <laughs> they need to do more stuff like that. That's so nice. <laughs> uh, have they fixed our mentions tab yet? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great shot. Salty, me pulling my glasses down. <laughs> I look so I look so dad disappointed there. Like meh. Uh wait, you're trying to be entertaining? <laughs> uh I get it, we're all here for you. No no no, and Marco, I got I I, I 100% get where you're coming from. And I told people, I was like, I'm sorry we keep getting stuck on this. We've gotta get off of this. We've gotta get off of this. And uh it um you know tags in the title. How do we not have any of those tags in the title? How is the SEO why does it why does it do that? Okay, get that out and give me this. Uh give me this. Why does it why does it do this? There. Let me try that. I'm getting ready to send you guys over to the Ghost of Tsushima stream and it's telling me I don't have any of our tags in title. What <laughs> Tags and title and description. Tags and title. Do I have something misspelled in the title? Ghost of Su Shima PS5 gameplay. What the frick? It it's got to be a glitch. We use like a tool to like make sure it's like it checks all. It's like, hey, you, you did this, you did this, you did this, right? I'm making sure I have all my ducks in a row whenever I make a stream. I'm like, okay, I didn't forget to do a description or tags, right? You want to make sure you don't forget. I don't know. Um. During World War II, the Air Force evaluated returning airplanes. They wanted to reinforce the areas uh, with damage until they realized they needed to reinvoice, reinforce the other areas of the planes that haven't returned. Uh, 
That should be the thumbnail for any videos about cheaters. Yeah, yeah. Just me, like, looking disappointed. <laughs> it's such a disappointed dad face. All right, here, here, here. We, we have to shift gears. We have to shift gears. Uh, I enjoy these conversations at the end of the stream, but we are going to uh, go over and do some Ghost of Tsushima PS5 gameplay. Live redirect should take you there. If there's a pop-up that asks if you want to come with us, say yes, or you can click the link in chat. Uh, the poll ended with we didn't hit a grand on votes today we need we need that that, that seems kind of strange um usually we hit an easy grand on votes but but 78 percent of the people said yes call of duty cheating is driving players away to apex so the um the link is at the top of chat it's also in the chat it's also the featured video on the channel if you're watching on like a tv or something and uh and you need to refresh uh so be sure to do that and uh, and use all those various outlets, um, and so use the link in chat. Let the live redirect take you, and I will see you guys over for some Ghost of Tsushima gameplay as we wait for the director's cut later this month. All right, come on over and hang out, even if you only hang out for thirty minutes or so. It's super helpful to me. 